What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Sports and Nonsense Podcast. This is a very special one. This is my 10th, mate. So I thought I'd bring in the big guns. You're uh, <laughs> my second professional athlete and uh, scratch golfer. Evie, how you going, brother? <laughs> yeah, good, mate. It's good to finally be here. It's been a long uh, road to try and get here, but yeah, finally made it happen. All right, we've been talking about it for a while. Uh, we're both busy, same as everyone else. We're always busy, so it's good to get you on. And... um. Well, you know the drill, mate. As a fellow Doggies fan, I always like to get that chat out of the way and yeah. talk about the Doggies, see what everyone thinks. And what do you think, mate? Where'd they go right? Where'd they go wrong? Well, there was so much promise at the start of the year, wasn't there? Like, there was big hype. Cameron Serrato coming in with a lot of hype. Everyone wanted him as the coach. And yeah, I don't know. In the trials, I was really excited, especially I remember I was away on holidays when we first um, the Raiders and we didn't really have anyone. We just had Reed Marnie there and. Granted, the Raiders didn't really have anyone either, but, geez, we looked good, and I was getting really excited. And then, yeah, I don't know, just, yeah, didn't pan out the way I thought it would. And then turns out, oh, I reckon one of our biggest issues this year ended up being the way we played Reed Marnie. Just, yeah. Um, yeah, I've said that a few oh, times. He's, he's trying to play halfback and hooker at the same time, man, which it, is one thing for me. But It reminded me of, like, especially having Josh Reynolds back at the club this year, like, it was almost like he tried to be like a Josh Reynolds back in the day. Like to me, when Reynolds was good back in the day and love him for it, like he'd give away a few penalties and whatnot, and you could tell the effort was there. And it felt like Reed Marnie has come to the dogs and tried to bring that as well. Just too much passion. Yeah. And oh, like it just cost us in a few games. I thought like he just needs to simplify his game if we're going to go anywhere next year. I reckon. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that that same game, I haven't really spoke about that game, but that definitely made me excited, eh? Oh, that trial game. As well, you said, they, they had like players out and whatever, like wasn't the full strength teams, but even when our, our Reggie team was on, they they smashed their Reggie team, like Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And it, like as you said, Ray Marnie absolutely killed it. A few other players did too, like oh. that, that was a really exciting game. Yeah. I, and like, I remember the Storm game too, like because we started the year pretty poor round one. I remember that. It was a lot of hype going into it. And then we got flogged by Manly round one. And I was like, oh, great, here we go. The actual <laughs> season started. And then I think we come back in round two. I forget who we versed in round two. Oh, was that Melbourne? It was, it was Melbourne, That yeah. was the Melbourne game. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, um, yeah, then we turned around like that. And I was like, well, all right, might take a little bit. But if they, if this is what they're going to show this year, like there's a bit of bit of hope there. And obviously, well, injury injuries just killed us. But... In saying that, like you look at the good clubs, like they'll have that next man up mentality, and yeah. it's just like we're not quite there yet. So, yep, it was disappointing. But I, I heard you touch on it a few times. But um, the one shine light this year, and he's probably my new favourite player, is that Jacob Preston. Oh fuck mate, yeah, he's, man! Yeah, I'm I'll, so glad we locked him up. I fought over him, mate. Eh? Oh, over him. <laughs> yeah, he he is the one shine light to come out of this year. Like, <laughs> yeah, he he's, he reminds me of when Josh Jackson was coming through. I remember when I. When he started playing, um, I got to meet him at Newcastle there after one of the Knights games. And I remember it was, one, it was probably like his oh, 20th game in first grade or something like that. And I was, I was a young fellow and I was playing in the back row or, or lock like I was then. Bloody, I remember saying to him, like, mate, I want to be like you when I grow up. And yeah. I can see you being the captain of this club one day. And it just so turned out to be that way. And then I can see the same same values in Jacob Press. And he's just, oh, just a yeah, goer. He's a workhorse. Yeah. There's not, nothing flash, but just fucking does his job and does it very well. Oh. Like his defense is one of his best attributes in my eyes. Like, doesn't yeah. miss many tackles. Yeah. Makes big tackles against big men, you yeah. know? Well, like, you look at the rookies that come through, like, 
it's easy. Well, not nothing's easy, but you know, especially in NRL. But like, you think of one of the hardest positions to come into. Like, if you're up up in the middle, starting every week, playing eighty minutes as your rookie year, like, just for the things he was getting through, man, like. It's pretty rare to see something like that. Like I know there's a lot of talk on that um, Jerome Buller um, from the Tigers playing yeah, yeah. fullback, but and he's a freak. But there's got to be a lot of appreciation for what the middles go through. Oh like, yeah, and mate, he's just workhorse. Didn't stop all year. Well, he was doing things that, like as I said to the boys last few weeks, like he was doing like leadership. He had leadership qualities as a rookie player. Like he was leading the way, man. Yeah, like the forwards are following him. Whereas, yep. as I've been saying, it should be the other way around. Yeah. Like, and not that we had many very experienced forwards, but we had kicker, but he was out most of the year, and yeah. Luke Thompson as well. Yeah, that's definitely where what we missed out as well. I think yeah. like the experience oh. in the forwards. Bloody oath, man! Like, you know, you look at Penrith, you look at Brisbane. Brisbane's got a friggin' they've got the, pretty much the whole Queensland side in their front row, except for a friggin' paying ass. But yeah, just the top teams, like that's where the difference is. Like Storm, they get away with it just because they've got such a good long culture that they've had there and people just seem to grow a leg when they go there but yeah the top two like their forward packs stand out because they're laying the foundations every week and when you're doing that it just makes everything else easier yeah but, um that's where we really struggled this year and like we've got the backs there to do it i just think much similar to what i actually really agree with what uh bloody Lockie, how good mate Lockie said the other <laughs> week yep. um i think our spine is really struggling. Like I've got a lot of hope for Toby Sexton. I hope he builds into the player he can be, but we are missing that just like veteran in the spine somewhere. Like Reed Marnie is probably the most experienced we've got in the in the spine there. And yeah. you've seen what he what happened to him when he cracked under a bit of pressure this year, just sort of see it see it sort of got to him his motions. I remember his first game against Para, like they just went after him and he didn't handle it. Yeah, and, and yeah. that was that just lost us that first game against them like pretty easily. And yeah, like we need just someone like I say it now. It's easy now, but man, if we picked up Adam Reynolds or something like that, like just the difference he's made to Brisbane, like just something crucial. Yeah, like a level head. Well, experience. yeah. At the end of end of most sets, we I just don't know what they're going to do. Eh? <sighs> like you don't know if they're going to kick or they're going to run. Or if they do kick, well, and like I love Matty Burton and his bombs, but. When he does the end over and things, it is fucking hopeless, eh? Yeah. Well, and the reason I say that is because I don't know if you went to many um, like games live this year for the Dogs, but I remember I stood out when I went to the first game. I think my first game this year was uh, – it wasn't the Belmore game. It was, um, I think, when we versed Para um, on the long weekend. Big crowd there, a lot of expectations and that. But like I noticed from what you don't see on TV – from Reed Marnie, like um, it just seemed like the halves were trying to get it off him, but he—I he, don't know if you noticed on TV—he done a lot of crash plays, tried to do a lot of crash plays this oh, year and that. Yeah, I noticed that every week, bro. And like you think, you think watching it on TV, like, oh, like what are they doing? Like giving yeah. the halves or something. But like it, it must be just down to the communication or something because you can see when you go in person, like because I went to I think four games of theirs this year and everyone was the same. The halves are calling for it and they're trying to get it when they're getting a bit of a roll on, but it just seems like. Reed's trying to take it upon himself and yep. like he just keeps going to that one extra play when it should be like takes too long and then it slows yeah. down and then makes the halves look bad then because they're playing off a slow play to ball. Yeah. Like you pick up on stuff a lot lot better in person, but like oh, yeah, 100%, um, yeah. oh it was just disappointing, man. A lot of high hopes and <laughs> I don't know, we keep saying every year, always next year, but yeah, oh, I'm sick of saying it, man. 
I'm actually a bit worried about next year. Like, I'm oh, not he... sure on these signings we're doing. Yeah, it's oh. it's hard to keep saying it, eh? Like, yeah. But like, this year was definitely the most hopeful, and it's turned to shit. So I don't know how, <laughs> oh. don't know how next year is going to go. But um, the signings, I, I rate a few of the signings. I reckon they're good signings, but whether or not they suit like our club, like I said last week. Yeah. You know, you can't have 14 utilities in one team. No, well, that's right. Like, it's good to have depth, but, geez, you've got to have them in different positions as well. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, nothing's official yet with some of them as well. Like, you hear some rumours. Like, I've seen, um, <laughs> seen the rumour um, the other day that we're getting that young fella from the Tigers, uh, the Safe middle half. forward. Yeah, but he apparently coming out today that he's rejected and he wants to stay at Tigers. But, like, yeah, I read that too. They man. need it. It's hard because there's no one on the market that we need. As much as we need experience in the in the spine, we need to go back, like you said in previous weeks. Like we need to get probably just one experience head. It's a shame that Josh Jackson had to retire because I reckon if he was still in that middle, like playing at thirteen or something, we just need someone that's been there, done it, yeah. and can just lead by example. Because like at the moment at the club, they're very young and there's no one really there that's that's yeah. got them them values there. And like, that's just why, um, Josh Reynolds is perfect for the doggies. Yeah. And they fucking, he, he selfishly retired. Well, that's the story anyway. He retired to accommodate Toby Sexton. Yeah. But I hope they fucking got him in the club in some aspect, eh? Because everyone, yeah. lo- every, everyone loves him. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure they do. But yeah, no, nah, you got to you got to keep people like that around. Like it was, as, you, as you've mentioned too, like it was good to see that um, they got the old players there like Bobcat Ryan, Willie Mason, Mark yeah. O'Mealy, like some legends that have been at the club back in there to get some Bulldogs DNA. I really do have hope for what Serialdo is building and I I agree with what came out in the media like the last couple of weeks about like the punishments or whatever. Like it's the NRL man. Like Yeah. Anyone that works a job knows if you if you're not doing your job right or if you rock up late, like there's there's penalties yeah, for it. Like that's right, some yep. people lose their jobs, like some people get sacked. Yeah. Like, man, they're rocking up and all they gotta do is all right. We're going to flog you today. Like, yeah. this, is, this is your job. Like, all right, what are they going to do if they get a hard game? Like, what what do they think that the top teams do in semi semi final footy that we're about to be watching this weekend? Like, yeah, they're bashing each other for eighty minutes in the middle. Like, all yeah. right, why wouldn't you practice that? Well, like, if right. you rock up late, what what are you going well, to do? Like, like I said last week, it's not like he's fucking in prison. He's he's wrestling his mates. Like, they're all mates. Yeah, and this is part of training. Like. Yep. And I know it's a mental health thing, so like you got to be careful with that, obviously. But oh, as, as people said, like even though you got mental health issues, you, you can't expect a free pass. Like no. you still got to do the work, and if you're late, you got penalised. You had to do a bit more wrestling, and, and then you move on with your job, man. Yep. So he's well, off not. now. Like he's off now with mental health leave and whatever else. Can't yeah. get too much into it because I don't know all the details. But um, no, well, that's like, right. Yeah, you don't know pro- what actually happened behind but, closed yeah. doors as well. But, like, but if it's just a wrestling thing, then you're like, well. That yeah. seems to be pretty common practice in an NRL team. Yeah. Like, if you're late, you get punished. And what, it depends on what they're doing for the day. Mm. Like, they wouldn't just say, oh, all right, you're going to wrestle now. Pretty sure it was a wrestling session. Yeah. So they thought, we'll make you do extras. Like, if they were running, like, they're doing, like, a, a jog or something, it would have been a couple extra c- c- kilometers or, yep. you know, whatever they're doing on a day. Yeah. So I, I think it was pretty fair. Oh, yeah. And, like, what I say, too, like, what do you think these other teams are doing? They're all working their butts off. Like, yeah. I've heard, I've only heard stories about what Bellamy's built down there, but the proof's in the pudding. Like, look, look how good they've been over such a long period of time. And yeah, they had the they had the dynasty there where they had like the big three. They had Smith, 
they had Slater, they had Cronk, but nothing's dropped off since they've left. No, nah, they're that's still right. a top four team. They're still always up there. Like that's that's all from hard work. Like I I I'm lucky enough to know someone that done a preseason with them, um, who I grew up playing footy with, and he was he was with the Falcons for a couple of years there, up there <clears> on the sunny coast, yeah. and. Uh, mate, I, I spoke to him once when I ran into him, and he said, "Mate, the, just the the training they do is next level. Yeah. Like they are fit as, and, and everything they've built down there is all of hard work, and yep. that's that's what you got to do be, to be successful. Yeah, and there's no way around it. Like, what's well, our preseasons supposed to be, man? Like, yeah, all every club does it. Some some a bit harder than others, like Michael Maguire. I think his preseasons would be a bit too savage, but um, yeah, you know, probably sprays too. I heard, I heard that." <laughs> Heard that from a player, an actual NRL player who played with him, as you know. So it's proofs in the pudding there. If an actual player is saying it, it's, it's true. <laughs> oh yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, you definitely, I mean, yeah, definitely got to work there's hard. There's a fine line, like you don't want to. Of course, you don't want to like run your players in the ground, but like, of course, they they they'd have to respect like yeah. Even, even, if even it was, through the season, they're going to have one hard session a week at least because you've got to be prepared. You've got to be prepared. Like yeah. they're not going to hound you all the time, and I I don't believe Serialdo would be doing that because. He knows what it takes. He's been around winning for a while now with the Panthers, and yep. he'd know what's what's required. And he even said himself, and I, obviously you're taking it with what they say. You don't actually know what's going mm. on there. But like he even said himself, like he said the place he was at before does longer days, which yep. I believe because Penrith have been doing it for a long time now, so they'd be used to it. Yep. And he'd be trying to implement that at the Bulldogs. And obviously you can't go hell for leather straight away. Yeah, that's you'd, right. You'd have to ease into it, but like, I think it's just a shock to the system for some of the boys that have been there for years and have become used to losing. And yeah. they don't, unfortunately, because they've come through at that time with the Bulldogs, like they don't know what the Bulldogs were built on. Like you look at the early 2000s, even 80s, 90s, early 2000s, yeah, like 30, everyone 30 talks years. about dogs of war, all that mentality. Like you hear the old players talk about it and that's what they used to do. They just used to show up, turn up for each other, work hard as fuck at training, and then when it when you win a game, you celebrate. But the, you got to earn the right, and yeah, yeah. You, you can just tell from some of the efforts that some players are on board and some players aren't. And hopefully, with the new signings, that if they can buy in, like it doesn't matter who you got there, as long as everyone's buying in, that's that's what's going to change the club. Like you just need people that are going to actually buy into what they're trying to build there, and hopefully. Yeah, next couple of years we see something, but even just a competitive team, like it's not going to happen straight overnight. You just like to see them be a bit competitive. Yeah, yeah, losing by well, we're getting thirty. I think it was what thirty six was the least that got put on us the last like ten rounds. Oh. At least if <laughs> they get that down another ten, fifteen, I get twenty put on you, you know, and keep up, you know, as you yeah. say, be competitive. Yeah, that's all we ask for. Doggies, oh, bro. And some of them tries that were scored against us. Like, <laughs> it's embarrassing, mate, man. If I was in the opposition team, I'd be I'd be fancying myself. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate. As, as much as I don't want to say it, I'd love to play the fucking Bulldogs <laughs> in NRL. Yeah. Like, yeah. As you said, the start of the year, completely different. Like, we beat Melbourne. We won, like, their first eight games. We had, like, four wins, five wins, something like that. Yeah, no, we are sitting good. And then, obviously, I think... I truly believe if we didn't get such a bad injury run, we would have built on the start of the year. I think yeah. the injuries showed us what the club's made of. I think they just brought out what what everyone's thinking inside, like, oh, shit, shit hit the fan. We're not going to win now. And that, and you could see that mentality come out in the players because they, they lost a few big guns. Like, we lost kick out early. We lost, like, 
some middle players we just didn't look didn't look right and then as soon as a bit a bit of negativity happened or it just showed that we're not good under pressure yeah and we can't we can't be like that i mean you really have like we had pretty good like every Uruguay team were killing it <coughs> pardon me earlier in the year as well but they fell off a cliff and like yep every player that come up done a job but it wasn't like as you said yeah, you got like Penrith and Melbourne. Their second best player is nearly as good as their best player. Yeah, although everyone who covers the, the first grader will do pretty much the same job. Yeah, maybe not as good, but yeah, obviously not going to be as good because they're Reggies. But yeah. yeah, whereas our Reggies players are like two levels below. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I honestly believe it's just because of the culture that's been built up over time there. Like, like we, it's just shame, man. Because like, what ten years ago now we were. In, well, we just come off being in the grand final the year yeah. before, and then we're in another one the year after. Like back then, and it's funny. Like you mentioned um, this punishment that came out with the wrestling. Like um, someone that was a part of the club back then, Josh Morris, who came out and said, yep. "Mate, when we were on the Des Hasler, that that was a Tuesday yeah, session. That was, normal, like, that was just a normal, normal session. Day. Like, and <clears throat> you can tell because that's when we were up there. That's when we were still competing. And, and it doesn't matter what sport, what it is in life. If you don't work hard, like it just, it's not going to work out for you. Unless you, it's an individual sport where you're natural gifted. But like when it's a team sport like rugby league, like you just, there's no shortcuts there, man. You can't, you can't outbeat hard work. Yeah, but yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 100%. Well, it was good, man. We'll get back to the doggies and rugby league. Mm. Oh, sorry, we're still on rugby league, but not just the doggies. Yeah, no, let's, let's get on to that tonight. Sure, listeners are over there listening about the doggies <laughs> tonight and tomorrow. Who's winning, man? Who's on tonight? Actually, Melbourne and Melbourne Roosters, and Roosters, That's yeah. why we've got the replays on. Yeah. Well, all week I've been thinking, just with how the storm are, what like, they won't play two bad games in a row, just with how they've been over over time and. They'll definitely at least sharp tonight, but I think Jerome Hughes being out is a big out. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, Munster's been pretty quiet, and mm. I can smell a big game from Munster. So I yeah, think you the never, fact never that it's in Melbourne out. just gets Melbourne over the line. But I, I, I think even though the Roosters are missing a few as well, because I think Joey Marnie's out tonight too, isn't he? Yeah, pretty sure Marnie's out. Suwali's out, and there's another one. They got like three three backs out yeah. in one hit. Yeah. I can't remember. Like the Roosters, they they will turn up because they've got the momentum on their side, and they'll they'll have that belief there. But I just think the fact that it's in Melbourne, they'll be embarrassed after last week. I think Munster will have a big game, and I think he'll just get them over the line. Yeah, I think so too. I think the worst thing with Melbourne is versing them after they've lost. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Not not very rarely. Very rarely they lose two in a row, man. (laughs) It was a stat. I seen a stat the other day. Actually, they haven't been. Knocked out in straight sets since like 2013. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's like yeah. 10 years ago now. Yeah. And yeah. they're always there about either oh, making a prelim or, or one off it, as they are anyway. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I tip Melbourne. As you said, it's hard without Jerome Hughes. But yeah, Munster's that being quiet and you can never be confident versus Munster, man. Nah. Well, he's always stepped up in the big moments like Origin. Well, he's always there and. And it always seems to be something about these Queenslanders when you write them off. And I think a lot of people, after last week's effort, they've gone, they've forgotten the Melbourne DNA, and they're like, "No, nah, Melbourne can't do it." But I can just see, I can just see Munster. He'll he'll have a point to prove tonight, and he'll come out and show that he's still the man up there. And yeah, I think he'll just get him over the lot. Yeah, well, so you got Munster, you got Harry Grant, you know, they've got quality players around the park. Yeah, even though Jerome Hughes is a big loss, I think where they did make a mistake is. They didn't have any backup halves in their squad mm. when they announced it. 
Yep. So I think they've got to play like a Tyrone Wishart, which is not a bad player. No. Nah. Don't get me wrong, but like that young fella, I can't remember his name. They had like a young fella back up um, half. Uh, I know who you're talking about. They they He played in the um, under-19s origin and started. You know, yeah. They compared him to Joey. He's played oh, a few games this year and he's played yeah. very well. Is it Blake something? Blake? No, that's that's a coin. That's the Broncos player. Fuck, what's his name? Peasant? Jonah Peasant? I think, yeah, I think that that's it. it. Yeah, 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 I think that's something it. Something yeah. like that. I think, yeah. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. But yeah. yeah. I, but either way, like, they'll be all right. And I think, I think, um, they would have, they'll be in as a tight group this week, especially after what happened to uh, Pappy last week. But I think yeah, that'll probably. give him a bit of extra motivation as well to to like go out there and do it for him because he's been through such a tough trot. But yeah, after just coming back, so I think they'll have a bit of bit more motivation than the Roosters this week. Yeah, well, I think like even though it's a big loss, Nick Meany's been doing a fucking good job for him as well this year. Eh? like you can't count him out. Yeah, no. I, I wish he stayed at the Dogs too, man. You yep, say it every yep, week. Yep. You leave the dogs. <laughs> you become a better player. Well, uh, <laughs> to touch on that too, like, I don't know if you've seen this week. Like, Penrith have signed Paul on a Monty office. Like, oh yeah, fuck. you watch him turn out to That's be this fucking off, superstar. Eh? Like, yeah, he will. Oh, he will end man. up being elite, an elite centre in my yep. eyes. Yeah, he has to be. Yeah, he will, especially in that system. I reckon early crow next year, rookie of the year, Paul Alamotti. Oh no, <laughs> well for for Penrith, but yeah, like, obviously he played NRL this year, but like he. he I reckon he'll, he'll fill in Stephen Crichton's spot over there with oh, no, no dramas right. whatsoever. He's he's great. Oh, I don't know. I don't know where it went wrong. Like obviously he's in a losing team, so you can't. You know. Yep. Going yep. to Penrith, it's going to be completely different for him. Yep. In that system, you know, great players around him. Like not putting shit on the dogs, but we don't have a great team no. sort of thing. We got good individual players here and there, but yep. Penrith are good all across the field. Yep. So yep. you're never really going to be like missing out on you know a good play or defensive reads, you know, someone's always covering you. Yeah. Whereas he got caught out a few times in defense, I think, for the doggies. Yeah. That's, well, where, that's probably why Serraldo didn't um, keep picking him because his attack was all right. Like, he's he's big and he's strong. But yeah. I think he's – maybe maybe because he's a little bit slower as well. But if yeah. you've got plenty of blokes around you covering you, you don't need to be the quickest, you know what I mean? Like, Stephen Crichton's not the quickest. No, no. But he's, well, when you look at it, though, like, if you look into it in depth, like, when Kikau got injured, like, you would have think – Kick out the left edge was looking like this. Kick out Burton, Alamotti, and Fox. You you train with that left edge, and that that was looking like pretty hyped up to be a pretty gun left edge. And then you you take Kick out out being injured, and yep. you put Burton in the middle of two rookies. Then essentially, because then you got poor Alamotti, and then you got Jacob Preston went to the left hand side to yeah. cover for Kick out. So you got two rookies, and well, it's easy to say now, like it's it's pretty hard for rookies to come in and defend outside each other, like especially if they've only just started working together. But yeah, yeah, you couldn't expect too much of them. But yeah. well, that's that's where a lot of people like didn't give us credit. Like, well, Serrano mainly, like he's a rookie coach, man. Like, not many rookie coaches come in and and like absolutely dominate in the NRL. Like, yeah, I think that's where I've been a bit. I haven't haven't been like as harsh sort of thing, like. Yeah. You know, we say all this shit about the doggies. We've got to remember, it's his first year fully as an NRL coach. Like, there's going to be hurdles. and Well, yeah. you look at the Warriors. Like, we'll touch on their game after. But, like, um, that's why Andrew Rebs is getting all the raps and like, there's a bit of shit thrown um, throughout his way. But I reckon it's all if, – if if they had a season without Sean Johnson, like what I was saying before, a level-headed, experienced bloke yeah. in the spine – like, yeah, the Warriors have been really good this year, but you take Sean Johnson out of that lineup and it's probably a different story. Yeah. Well, as yeah, we said that previously as well. Like, we're not 
fully, but like yeah, Andrew Webster's obviously been a better coach and blah blah blah. But if you switch switch coaches, so Serraldo mm-hmm. went to Warriors, I think it would have been nearly like the same results. Like yeah, because they yeah. both they both have similar values and yep. like work ethics and all that sort of stuff. Whereas Warriors, they just work hard for what they do, and doggies don't. Man, as simple yep. as that. Yeah, and Serraldo they would have very similar ways of coaching. I reckon. Like, yeah. Oh, you'd think so. Yeah, being from that <clears> system. And Webb's, Webb's, well, I mean, they're both, Serraldo's coached first grade for a few games, like when he was interim coach, same yeah. as Webster. So they've both got a little bit of, um, I just kicked the fucking table there. <laughs> <laughs> they've both got a little bit of, um, first grade experience, but yeah, not a full season. Completely different. Like, I remember hearing a story off, well, not, not to me personally, not that I'm a personal friend of, uh, Maddie Johns, but I always quote Maddie Johns on here because I love him. Well, you're mates with his old man, eh? Well, you think so. Like, I was at the pub. See him fucking every week. <laughs> But I mean, he said he he was going to be he wanted to be a coach, and um, Craig he said Craig Craig Bellamy told him I like, don't do it, man. Pretty much, he said it's not coaching anymore. You, you coach, and you got to be the counselor. You got to go. You got to recruit. You got to do sponsor days. You got to do this. Like there's so much in coaching. Yeah, yeah. And whereas Thrall on that as an assistant coach, all they got to do is coach the footy team. Now he's got to do everything, man. So like, it's yeah. a lot a lot to go on. So next year. I'm hopeful, man. Hopeful is going to be better. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we're back back on the dogs, man. What's going on? <laughs> I man? know it's bad. Paul, being around Paul Alamotti. <laughs> That's what happens when you're doggies fan, mate. You can't stop talking about it. Oh, mate. The disappointment just keeps coming. <laughs> um, we touched on Melbourne a bit there. What about the Roosters, man? What do you think's going on with them? Well, they've at the start of the year, I had them as my premiers this year, just with the roster they had, and well, yeah. I, I was really expecting, like, even though I I, I thought Brandon Smith at the Storm was better off as a lock. I thought going in that Roosters team, he could have fit as a hooker there. And yeah, I don't think they should have dropped Sam Walker. I, I think he was doing well. And I, I don't know what it is since Cooper Cronk's left that club because the same thing happened to Kyle Flanagan. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think Sam Walker was doing a good job too. And it, it just seemed like they were just clunky because they didn't – they probably didn't really believe in where they were going. Yeah. And then – Oh no, they've come they've come hot at the right time. Yeah, like, they've they've definitely shown what I thought they were capable well, of all year. Someone said it like earlier in the year. I think there's too many too many superstars in one team. Yeah, it's good to have great players, but if you've got too many people like being the superstar, yeah, you can't you got no cohesion. If yep. that makes sense, like whereas yep. other teams like say Broncos and Penrith, they got like they're all superstars. Don't get me wrong, but you got a few superstars running the show, like. You got Reese Walsh, Payne Haas, like Adam Reynolds, Paddy Carrigan. Like you could put him in that category. Yeah, Penrith. You got like Cleary. I'd say Luai. Well, so Dylan Edwards isn't really like a superstar, but he fucking he's a great. Mate, player. don't get me wrong. I reckon he is. I reckon he's the most underrated player in the NRL. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I've said that before. He's yeah. a fucking great player, but like, but Roosters, you look at their squad, you're like, fuck me, they're all either state of origin or international players. One to yeah. one yep. to seventeen, basically. Yep. Oh, their yep. bench, they had like Angus Crichton, fucking, I can't remember who else. Can't quote me on it. But yeah, they've got like, even their bench is like a, a starter at any other club, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, easy. And there's just too many, too many great players in the one team. Yeah. But yeah. There, oh, different ways to look at it because you got that in Australia and Queensland, but like, it's a club, so it's, it's completely different, man. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, I want, you, you also wonder if them big stars that are coming off the bench for the Roosters that are in the representative teams sort of think to themselves, well, I'm a rep player. Why am I coming off the bench? Like, yeah, they, you right. never know. They could be thinking them things like, um, 
oh, yeah. they might they, yeah. might they might think they deserve to start like but you just you just don't know but like yeah well they've come right at the right right time and yeah squad like that you can't really write them off but yeah, it's a shame it's a shame that they've both got players out tonight because it would have been good to see two full strength squads going at it because like it's it's going to be a quality game I reckon still but yeah I just think them the losses for the Roosters tonight is a bit more costly than the ones for the Storm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Roosters definitely like their... Like, I, I had the same. I had them as premiers at the start of the year, but anyway, here's what it is. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> next next section, man. We're going to get back to rugby league. We've got some questions to get through. Yep. We'll, go, we'll do the normal drill. We'll get through mine. You already know what they are, but I'll ask anyway. Yeah, I've been trying <coughs> to think of these, yeah. So yeah. you're sort of prepared? Half, half. You bring your palm cards? No, no palm gonna... cards, no. <laughs> Straight from the heart. Yep. <laughs> um, if you could have dinner with any three sports stars, who would it be and why? Sorry, I always say dinner, but you know the drill. Dinner, hang out with, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't care. With, with mine, it'd be dinner or whatever. Like, it'd just be unreal to be around them. Like, so, for me, everyone knows that I play golf, like, number one's Tiger Woods for me. Like, yeah. just unreal. They're may have fanboy it doesn't matter how old i get i'll always be a fanboy over tiger woods like just what he's done for the game um yeah mate it'd be unreal to just spend a night with him whether it's dinner or anything i don't care i'd just yeah. love to be with him and then second one along the same sort of caliber as him would be michael jordan yeah they've both just done so much for their sports and there's a lot of debate over mj being the goat or lebron or kobe but mate for the era he went through like, I remember when I sat back at home and watched the Netflix Netflix series of um Last Dance, mate. The goosebumps every time. No matter yeah, how much right. you watch it, and yep. Like even everything he done outside of basketball, like with his with his shoes and everything. Like I remember when I was younger, I used to always rock the Nike Jordans, like when I could. Like yeah, just just everything about him's unreal. And then number three for me, probably. Oh, that was this is a tough one. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard, eh? It's hard to narrow it down. Because there's so many like to choose from. Yeah, you yeah. Up, being you, such in the sports, like you've got well, heaps. But yeah, You look up to so many people. I mean, the first two for me is pretty obvious, but... Uh, I mean, uh, you know what? I'll probably go Sonny Bill Williams. Yeah. Yeah, just because when I was growing up, mate, he been a doggy supporter. Like, I loved him. And he broke my heart when he walked down the club, but... When I grew up and matured enough to know, like, he'd done better for himself and everything he's done since, like, mate, you just have to stand back and admire yeah. what he's well, done. Well, there's so much more into that story than just walking out. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and being a fan, we're like, no, oh, fuck him, he just left us. Yeah. But, like, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Yeah. So many players left the club around that time. Yeah. Like O'Mealy, Baita Nasta, yep. Willie Mason, Sonny Bill. So, you know, there's something going on. But anyway, that's cool, man. Like, yeah. if he didn't leave, he would probably be my favourite player ever, eh? Like, Oh, as I said, well, we don't know what's going on, but still, it's still I was fucking petty when I was young because I used to even have like an old Bulldogs jersey with the number eleven and Williams crossed back. <laughs> when I found Eddie off, yeah, I ripped it all off, and I, I was, I was like, I think I even shed a tear, but yeah, yeah nah. Nah, I've grown, grown to love him, like even though he went to the Roosters and that afterwards, like, yeah, just admire everything he done with sport. Like he's a very, very smart and talented bloke, and you just got to admire that. Yeah, I think his best, best thing I've ever seen of him is when that young kid at the Rugby World Cup. Jump the fence, yeah, <laughs> and went, went to cuddle him, and the fucking security guards absolutely railed him. <laughs> and he's pretty much told him to piss off and gave the kid a cuddle, and yep. he's, he's on metal and everything, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah so yeah, shows the type of bloke he is. Yeah, definitely down to earth. 
All right, well, same thing, man, but any three humans in history, absolutely anyone. Yeah, this one was tough to think of. Um, number one for me, probably uh, The Rock. Um, yep. Yeah, just, just with his movies and that. And obviously, as a wrestler back in the day, I used to follow a bit of wrestling and that. And, mate, he's just so successful in everything. Like, being in the gym, like, he's got gym wear. Like, he's just everything. He's just a just motivates people and, and to see what he gives back to people. Yeah. I, just, I just really admire him for that. Like with someone such a high profile like that, what he does for communities and that, like he doesn't have to do that. And yeah, most of it he does without a camera. It's just cause he's so famous that people actually take photos of him doing that stuff. And like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to love to spend a bit of time with him. He's, he's, he's unreal. Yeah. And, um, I don't. I actually just saw this. I don't know whether I'm going down this, um, this route because I'm recently bored myself, but my second <laughs> one's bored too. <laughs> um, second one's Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! What? Like, I think he was in mind too, man. Like, oh, I, I just love him. Like MMA fan, I love listening to him commentate and break stuff down. And like, glad you're in the podcast now because like, I've, I've listened to his podcast for a while now too. Like, and just just the way he goes about stuff and um, just his personal life. He's a bit of a bit of a like, nutcase in some ways, but <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, no, nah, I just love him. He's 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 a he's a weapon. Old Joe Rogan, and then. Yep. Number three. Uh, oh. Actually, you know, I'll go Ned Brockman. I don't know oh, if you yeah. know him, but yeah, um, yeah, the he's the bloke that ran across Australia last year. Like, um, when I got, when I got into him, bloody, he's he's just a freaking absolute champion of a bloke, and I yep. just um, he's he's got a real close relationship with um Israel Adesanya now, oh, yeah, like yeah. from yep. doing that and. Mate, he's he's um he's just a normal bloke that's that done something to raise money for the homeless and mate, like just the inspiring story of him him doing that and like the way he's he's been with communities and that, like he'd be a ripper bloke to have as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like I really yeah, you gotta admire what what he's done, eh? Like as you said, he's just a normal bloke and he's just doing stuff selfishly for the community and yeah, you gotta admire people like that, eh? Like yeah. There's not enough not not enough people like that out there. Yeah, as you as said, you see people like The Rock and they're doing it, but there's people way worse off than him helping out too where they probably can't afford to, Yep, and they still do it anyway. So, yeah, that's yep. good, man. Um, if you could go back in time, where would you go and why? Um, Trino had a pretty good take on this, like, he wouldn't. Yeah, go, like he, he said he didn't go back to a specific time. He just said like the eighties in general, which yeah. I thought I didn't really think of anything like that. Never did I. When like, I listened to that, I actually I, I agreed quite a lot with that. I was like, you know what? What? I think I think a lot of our mates, like he said too, would be would be pretty similar. Oh, like, we'd be thriving in the eighties. We would have had heaps of fun in the eighties. <laughs> Jeez, um, we, we probably would have got arrested a lot more times too. Oh, no, oh, I mean, oh, no, we probably nah, get arrested. We would have got away with a bit. Of it. <laughs> oh, you get away with more, but. We we take advantage of getting away with more if that makes oh, sense. Yeah, bloody hell. We, we probably <laughs> push them boundaries, wouldn't we? <laughs> um, oh man, I, I'd probably like to go back. Uh, actually, you know, I'd probably like to go back to late nineties, early two thousands, and be involved with golf enough to witness Tiger in his prime. Oh, yeah. Like because I was too young, I wasn't growing up. I was never in the golf. I was always footy mad. Yeah, and um, took up golf 
later on when I was 15. But, like, um, mate, if I could have the appreciation for the game that I've got now growing up and being mature enough to watch Tiger in his prime, like, just to see that dominance would have been pretty, pretty, like, special for me. So I'll probably go back to that. Yeah, it's a good man. Yeah. I really wish I got to see someone like that too, eh? Yeah. Once in a generation, we don't really have anyone like, as I've said before on the podcast, like him, you got like Floyd Mayweather, that 50 and those, like once yeah. in a generation, yep. Michael Jordan. Yep. Who, like, we've got no one really now in that sort of Not category. Not dominance-wise, like, no. Yeah, like maybe like a Nathan Cleary. He probably, if he wins another three or four premierships yep. in his career, you could probably put him in that category. Yep. Then that's cool, man. Um, your favourite sport? I probably I think I probably know this, but I'll <laughs> ask anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I know all the doggies ones. <laughs> favourite sport, team, and player growing up? I reckon the player will throw you off. Um, <laughs> so yeah, obviously sport, rugby league. From a very young age, loved it. Um, doggies definitely can never forget being a young fellow watching that 04 grand final with the old boy. Just um, just made me fall in love with the doggies. Yeah. Like, just no question. So about your it. old man's doggy still in there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he'll, he, uh, it was funny actually. I, I I didn't want to admit this on a <laughs> on a platform like this, but I remember when I was a young fella, and a few of the boys like this one. <laughs> um, I was sitting in the lounge room watching Joey play, oh, and yeah. I, I I liked the look of the Knights, and I was like, yeah. I said to the dad, I was like, yeah, I think I might be a Knights supporter, <laughs> and um, he's like. No, mate. <laughs> no, mate. That's not happening that's, in my that's household. Fight, You're that's a dog words, mate. And I was like, oh, okay, being young and like, yeah. I was like, okay, Dad, yeah, no worries, no worries. <laughs> started, started following the doggies and then, yeah, nah. So I'm looking back now, I'm glad I chose that. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. Yep, fucking hell. Um, like, don't, don't ever oh, say it to me ever again, man. Oh, no, nah, I couldn't N- Nearly it. a Knights fan. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, thank, thank me father for that one. <laughs> um, but um, favourite player growing right, up, um, Matty Utah. Oh, yeah, fuck Matty yeah. Utah. I used to have a Bulldogs jersey with number five on it. And when I was a young fella back around them days, mate, I used to have the short sides and back, and I used to gel my hair up like I used to as well. <laughs> and I, I just used to love him. Like, like It was funny, me me, like, never playing. When I was a junior, never playing outside backs enough and always being a forward or, or in the halves, yeah. bloody admiring a winger. Like back in them days too when wingers weren't sort of known except for Matty Utah. Like the only current mould to that is like a Brian Toto. But yeah, like back yeah. then, it was unheard of for a winger to be like a barnstorm winger like that. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I mean, you had like Vaduve later on and like um the, the Tigers winger, that Talakai, whatever he was. Oh, and, he was a um, beast, yeah. Fuck yeah. But like Matt Utah in them early 2000s, he was just a beast and I yeah. just love watching him play. Him and, him and El Majri was one of the elite wing combinations. Oh, they? yeah. Two short fellas just having a big <laughs> and it was, it was good. I used to love it. And like we had fucking such a good team around and they just score tries for fun, eh? Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, this is a new one. Well, it's not new. It's been a couple of weeks, but I think you'll know this one anyway. Your best like singular season from an NRL team. Well, you sort of took the cake when you started this off, like I'm picking the Storm from 2017. <laughs> like, you, good team. You, can, you can choose the same. It's up, it's up to nah, you. No, I've been trying to think of this one, think outside the square. I was actually looking today while I was at work of like the past premiership winners and – to me, I don't know. I think I reckon the back-to-back Roosters squad would have given them a little bit of a run. 
Yeah. Just with the year they had. Like um That's what I said to Trina. If you go on based purely on squad, that Roosters team takes the cake. Mainly because also they were the first team to go back to back in such a long time. Like it was unheard of for a team to go back to back in I forget how long it was, but they were the first team to do it as well. And I reckon for them to back up the year that they had the year before and I reckon they I reckon they'd give them a run. Oh, yeah, yeah they give them a run. For they, sure. they, they're probably mine just because they're the first to do it. Like, obviously, now with Penrith, they're going for their third straight, bloody. It's just yeah. become the new norm. But for them to break that, that like, drought of years of a team to go back to back, and I think it was the first in the NRL era yeah. to do it. Like, the first in like the early 90s, I think. Yeah, like, they had a lot, lot of pressure riding on them that year, and they still done it pretty comfortably. Like, they yeah. were up there all year, didn't look phased, and. Yeah, got the job done. So I'd probably think, go. They got Cooper Cronk, Latrell when he was like, yeah, he says in his prime now, but I think he was in his prime back then. Oh, mate, gun center. Joey Manu, yep. Daniel Tubo still there. Hargraves, he was probably in his elite prime then. Yep. Dylan Teddy Napa. was there. Dylan Napa there still at that time? I was he at Doggies think... then? Uh, oh, I, don't yeah, know he, I don't Teddy. know if he was um, in the back-to-back squad or not. I can't remember, but yeah. There's Miley, if you can hear that. <laughs> Listen to me, young fellas. Miley's shit. barking and Evie's always crying. <laughs> Good combo. Uh, all right, well, next we've got the uh, listeners' questions. Might have a two-second break because I want to get another beer. So, Yep, sweet as. It's a quick break, guys. All right, and we're back. Um, we just had to make sure the kid was still okay and, and the dog. <laughs> barking and crying. Um <laughs> Let's get straight back into it, man. The question is, question is, <laughs> fuck, I really need this fucking beer. <laughs> the question's from the listeners. So a little bit underwhelming, to be honest. You could have done a bit better, guys, but, you know, we'll get we'll get into it anyway. First one from a Rob H. We all know who that is. He sends one every week. Yeah. He's co-host too, actually. Co-host of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought, he, I thought he ran the show the other week. <laughs> Well, I told him, I said, so yeah, you perform today and um, we might get you on a bit more and didn't perform very well, Rob. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> he said, uh, why are doggy supporters the biggest fuckwits? I was going to edit it, but I thought, no, I'll be real on this show. So that's uh, what he said, man. doesn't surprise me that. Like, it comes from, like, you know, them typical Knights fans being like that, you know. It comes from a three wooden spoons in a row type fan, boys. You can't blame for being sour for that, can you? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I mean, three years in a row when you get a spoon, that's that's pretty harsh, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just, yeah. I don't think we're fuckwits. I think we're just passionate. You know, they just don't like hearing the truth. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is. You know, like, our, we, we support our team no matter what, boys. You boys, you only support them when you're winning, mate. Well, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't see 28,000 fans at an Knights game when they're losing. No. Nah. Put it that way. No. Nah. I think Doggies had like the fourth most crowd attendance this year. So what does that tell you? Yep. Yep. We like seeing our team lose. All right. <laughs> yeah, we, we enjoy it. Not like you boys. You only enjoy it when you're winning. Yeah. We enjoy it when we're losing. That's fucking, a real fan. Fucking bandwagon. <laughs> All right. Second one's from uh, Barry Caprini, Ooh. a.k.a. Camo, as you know. Yeah, right. uh, this, this is going to be, yeah, I'll get into it. He said, happy 10th anniversary to me, obviously. <laughs> Your 10th episode for everyone listening. I already said it, but I'll say it again. He said, what anniversary with the missus? <laughs> does, <laughs> does anal become a serious possibility? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. Well, 
You know what they say, mate? In the bum, no babies. So we're already there, mate. There's no anniversaries required. Well, obviously, I didn't follow that rule, did I? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, we don't. You don't. You don't. You don't need to put anyone under the spotlight, dude. Well, mate, I think. Um, no, no, it's all good. I think if uh, if you make it past the year, then fair good game. Good to go. Yeah, fair right. Game. Yeah. There's your answer, Barry. <laughs> and Barry, when we're on this subject, well, sorry, not the anal subject, the Barry subject. Why is your name Barry Caprini? Let me know. Yeah, I've never mate. understood that one, eh? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've never asked him because I thought that's just Dan. He's he's got his own quirky ways. Yeah, we love him, but of course we do. Um, next one. This is from an Andrew Duraz. Yeah. Couldn't really come up with another funny name for him. I'm running out of ideas. Eh? <laughs> Andy. He <laughs> <laughs> oh, said, "Out of all the professional athletes, who has been your biggest letdown on potential?" This is a real one, man. Oh, you got that's, to... that's that's actually that actually come from Jurez. I did. Wow. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't put that in for him. I promise. Emily must have sent that one in. <laughs> um, wow, that's a good one. I'll tell you mine. I'll let you think about yeah. yours. This on this year, Tavita Pangai Junior. Mate. Yeah. He could have been fucking anything. Yeah. Like he only ever got signed on potential, never on ability. Yeah. Well, he had the ability. Obviously, the potential for more ability, if that makes sense. But. Yeah, like I'll probably be saying that because I'm a doggies fan, but honestly, he could have been anything. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, um, I had the privilege of uh, growing up playing with him too, and mate, he was the same growing up. I swear he was always ten years older than us because, yeah. mate, he way he looks now, he looked the same when we were fifteen. But yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember uh, watching him for the Raiders on the twenties, thinking, "Fuck me, this guy is a monster." Yeah, I remember. When I was because I, I was Pardon, I was playing footy down in Newcastle and I was on his rep team and it was good. I had him and Sione Matautia on on my team and it was good. <laughs> Year later, I come move up to Curry and make the Maitland team and I'm I'm versed and I was like, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that. But, yeah, no, yeah, you probably got a good one there. He he has let down, but mine off. Jeez. Yeah, I should probably should have told you that one because that's like that, that is, that that's is something you got to think of, eh? Yeah, that's a deep one. Uh, well, to be just comes straight the, to my mind. Yeah, top of the head, you'd probably I'd probably have to agree with you just because, yeah, like you'd think if he simplified his game or something, he could be similar to a pain ass just with the like size and the, the brute speed he can run it and that. Like, yeah, but yeah, no, you're right. He's he hasn't done much and since he was at the Broncos under Wayne Bennett, but yeah, no, he's yeah, yeah, probably. There's another one I thought of. But I, I didn't say it because like I thought it's more it's more so with injury than um his actual playing ability. This is a cricketer that that um young fella Will Pekoski or something his name is. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he was touted as the best thing ever, and I, I know yep. he's had a couple of concussions and that, but like I don't think he played to what they they put on his put on him as like potential was. Yep. I don't know well, if you know much well, actually, about him. Yeah, no, I do. Like he yeah. played well. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but like, yeah, I was expecting like another another. Like Steve Smith or Manus. I know Steve Smith took a while to get going, but yep. Or David Warner. Like at, at his early age, he was an absolute freak. Yeah, in the, in the because opening is completely different to batting third or fourth, like a Steve Smith. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yep. David Warner's probably the best opener we've had in yep. a long, long time. Yeah, it's a shame that he's fallen down the last couple of years. Because yeah, you're right. He's he's definitely not the right to be there. Yeah. But yeah. Nah, I agree. Yeah. Off the top of the head. Sorry. I was yeah. I'd probably have to just go to Vita as well, just because yeah, he never lived up to that hype, and it's it's probably not his own fault because it's just been hyped up around him. But yeah, no, he definitely 
hasn't yeah. lived up to it. Yeah. If he was an absolute monster, they probably wouldn't have put that hype on him. Oh, yeah. That's one big motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, this is from his back. He's, he's put a few questions in. The, the anonymous B. Collett. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Even though it's not, his it's, name not, again? it's not really anonymous. It was, no. It was, oh, yeah, Bobby. Bob, yeah, yeah Bobby. Bobby yeah. You don't need to say anonymous anymore. We know uh, it's you, no, Bob. we know Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> he said, is it true that Durez beat you in match play with your own clubs? <laughs> ah, Look, righto. Yes, we played three holes one day. And yes, he did beat me through three holes. But anyone that plays golf knows that three holes is not a lot of golf and I just had a bad start. Oh, but no oh, excuses, oh, no? I'm, no, I might need to cut you off there, Ube, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I think it was more of a trick question. Do you want me to read it again? <laughs> is it true that Duraz beat you in match play with your own clubs? Yeah, no, he used my clubs. I'm not I'm not shying away from it. He used my well, clubs. Oh, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby Collett told me it was the other way around. No, you, no, no. You beat no, him no. using his clubs. No, the truth can come out. No, 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 he did. Yeah, no, three holes around Curry, Royal Curry. Um, he he was just out there talking shit. And I was um, <laughs> I was about to tee off on the back nine, and he's like, um, how about a verse you with your own clubs? And, yeah, no, he, he beat – I think he beat me on the 10th hole by a stroke, and then we 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 squared the next two. Like, I think I went bogey par par with him. And, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll put a lot of the credit down to my clubs because, you know, he was finally using <laughs> some good clubs. But, yeah, no, no, yeah, through three holes. Yeah, yeah, he did beat me, but – How'd you go on muscle books, brother? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking that. Because oh, I see him. Oh, you don't know who Bobby Collard is, obviously, but nah, I, 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 I know him quite well. Oh, you, you know him? No, nah, I never met nah, him. Nah. I know Bobby Collard. <laughs> <laughs> looks looks exactly like Brody, funny enough. Really? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, he, he told me today to ask that question based on the fact that it was a trick question and he actually used – no, you actually used his clubs. No. Have you used his clubs? Never touched his clubs. Never wanted. So, <laughs> so Bobby, Bobby's just fucking throwing me a fucking throwing a dog a bone. He's trying to trick me, the bastard. No, Thanks, no, Bob. That's a true story. That one. Yeah. No, I will. I will. I never, never lie like that. Yeah. No, he, he beat me fair and square for three holes. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. He's never, he's never wanted a rematch. But I always said, well, why don't we play the proper and play eight holes? Never, <laughs> never once wanted to do it. So, so that okay, match the other day was nine holes, was it? No, well, that wasn't a match. That was uh, we both played in the same tournament together, and um, yeah, oh, uh, right. just shy of twenty strokes of beating by. So you know, <laughs> that's what eighteen holes of golf does to you, not three. But anyway, we all yeah, yeah. we don't need to go into that. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that question, Bobby. Um, well, that's all the questions, though, man. As I said, yeah, it's pretty pretty underwhelming. Yeah, right. I was, I was expecting more stitch ups than that, to be honest. I think I think people are trying to be a little bit nicer these days. I don't know what it is. You don't need to be nice on this show, guys. Fucking let it rip. Don't worry, a few let beers people aren't nice to me in this group, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, we know this part, but um, something's annoyed me for the week. Yep. Uh, this week is dro- this normal. This normal drivers on the road, but in Cessnock, man, there's no consistency. It's either twenty k's <laughs> over the speed limit or twenty k's under the speed limit. And there's a funny story about that. <laughs> when the missus' mum and stepdad were down here, like, ages ago, they were just driving around looking at everything, like where the shops are, this and that. And admittedly, they said they were under the speed limit a little bit. And this car followed <laughs> followed him to the shops, <laughs> pulled up next to him and gave him an absolute spray for driving too slow. 
that's that's not man. You don't get in trouble for going too quick. If you're going slow, you get absolutely sprayed. So I wasn't there, but they told me all about it. I thought it was the fucking funniest thing ever. But yeah, that's that's not drivers, man. There's no yeah. consistency. That is annoying, but I'll, I'll back that up. That is fucking annoying. I, I cannot stand people that are constantly sitting behind, especially on the freeway, like if they're in the right lane and they're not even doing the speed and they're trying to overtake someone. It's like, what are you oh, doing? When oh. cunts sit in the right-hand lane and they, they don't, like, so they go to overtake and then they just sit there, like they won't fucking, you know, if you overtake, you give it a bit to get yeah. around them. Yeah. Fuck. When they sit there, bro, <laughs> holy fuck. Yep. Oh. No, driving, I'm, I'm probably the worst. I'm probably a fucking shit driving myself, but <laughs> <laughs> when you're driving and the road rage comes out, fuck oh, me. Yep. No, I'm guilty of that myself. <laughs> what about you, man? Anything anything's annoying you lately? Actually, yeah, this no, nah, this week, yeah, no, nah, <laughs> there has been something that's annoyed me and it's it's work related. It's bloody <laughs> you know, when you're working with someone and what well, they tell you they well, like, you get the job at the start of the day, like and you're like, yeah, no, 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 know what I'm doing, no, I'm doing so good. So you're like, yeah, right, are you good? Yeah, right, and um, well, you get ten minutes into it or something, you go and ask them what like, you're right, and they're like, still, yeah, 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 all good, all good. And then you look at them, and fuck, they're doing things completely backwards, <laughs> and they're just trying to put on a brave face and act like they know what they're doing, but they're doing it completely wrong. Yeah, and that just annoys the shit out of me. Well, just yeah. be honest, if you don't know what you're doing, just say, "Nah, look, I might need a hand here. Fucking give me a hand." But What's the only way you learn, like, man? Oh, but like. There's this one particular bloke at work who's just arrogant about it. And he's just like, nah, not wrong. Like, nah, it's all good. I know what I'm doing. And he fucks everything up. And he's like, what did you do that for? He's like, oh, because it's all good. And then fucking, <laughs> then he's showing the right way. He's like, oh, yeah, I was going to do that next. And you're like, no, you weren't. <laughs> Bro, we've, we've had so many people over the years. Like, being a furniture removalist, it's not a, like, it's a, it's a, like, complicated job. But once you know, it's sort of like, it's like anything. Once you know what you're doing, it's easy. Yeah, but you get people come in, like if, who are removalists. They say, and they just do everything so fucked up. And you're like, <laughs> bro, just ask. Like you said, just ask. Or yeah, yep. you know, don't don't do something if you're not sure because you just, you can fuck everything up for everyone else. Oh yeah, yeah. So I get that fucking annoys me too. Oh, my biggest pet hate at work is <laughs> annoys the fuck out of me. <laughs> so you're are you you're not a um, trainee or anything anymore, are you? Or no, are no, you? I still am. I've got. Uh, Three months left, and then I get signed off. So I'm still an apprentice, but oh, apprentice, um, not trainer. Yeah, no, I'm apprentice, um, fit of trainers. But yeah, nah, there's just well, the yeah, this bloke thinks he's a tradesman. See, whereas I know I'm not a tradesman yet, even though I'm very close. I still, there's still like no one knows everything ever. Yeah, you're sure. always learning every day. But like this, this bloke, he's not even been there for a year. And he just thinks, nah, I'm I'm a fucking tradesman. I know exactly what I'm doing, mate. And every <laughs> It's not just me, it's everyone's on the same boat with him. And yeah, no, yeah. it just pisses us off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> people, people like that are just annoying in general, man. Yeah. He'd be like that with anything he does. Yeah. People like that are like that with everything. Yep, yep, yep. Like what they fucking watch, what they do for dinner, like everything's their way or the highway. It's like it's a competition. You can't even have a conversation with the bloke. He's just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, nah, I've done that, but better. It's oh, like, bro. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Thanks, mate. That's good. Those cunts give me the shits. <laughs> like, don't you? You're getting me started on something. Oh, yeah, yeah we're getting rolled up here. <laughs> we, better, we better get back to some footy before we get too angry, Hoobs. Yeah, let's get in so, there. Um, who's winning the Dally M? Oh, sorry, hang on. Another question for you. I've asked a few boys. Yeah. What's your latest, What's your latest like, good memory of rugby league? Like, like well, I know, like, you can remember bits and pieces, but, like, 
Like, as I've always said, yeah. I remember the 04 grand final yeah. like vividly, eh? Yeah. Like, I probably can't name everything that goes on, but, you know, I can yeah. remember that game. Yeah. That makes sense. Nah, well, being a doggy supporter, man, I'm the exact same. Like, I, that's my always memory. Like, I do remember vaguely um, that Scotty Sattler tackle, Roosters um, Penrith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I almost remember the full game of 04 just because – it was such a good time. My experience with the old boy, like being passionate at that age, at a young age as well, and I thought it was unreal. Well, yeah, no, nah, I can remember most of that. And then I, I actually, it must, it's weird. I can remember the 05 grand final pretty much 100% as well, and I did not like either of them teams. <laughs> Still don't, but yeah. Um, no, nah, I can remember 04 definitely, and definitely 05. Yeah. Both grand finals just sit in my head. Like, yeah, for sure. Pretty clear. The same as me, like Doggies fan, obviously, like 09. I really, like, I really remember that. Like, and they didn't make the GF, obviously, but that Eels game, that yeah. prelim against Eels. Well, I was there for that. Where? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you remember, but I got pulled out of school by my brother um, at Curry Eye there, and he took me down to that game. I think that I do was, remember that, actually. That was the best atmosphere. I've, I've been to a few Origins, but still to this day, just because it was power and dogs, yeah. it was a sellout at ANZ back then, and it was ruthless. Well, like, I'm still pissed off we lost that game, but it was so good to be there. So many, like, not many prelims that sell out like that, eh? Nah, that was just hectic. Next like, level, eh? So passionate. Like, I seen, I was, I, well, we were still young back then, too. Like, 09, we were still young, but, um, mate, I seen some fights in the crowd between the fans and that <laughs> as well, and I was shit myself. But it was also like, holy shit, how good's this? Because, like, you just realised the passion that the two clubs have got. Yeah. It was unreal to be a part of that. A yeah, massive rivalry, eh? Yeah. Back to the 80s. Yeah. They both won like three or four premierships each in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. It was the dominance of both clubs. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, who's winning Dally M this year? Or player? Who's winning Dally M player and coach this year, man? I mean, it's hard with this new voting system. But if I was to pick, it's got to be Reese Walsh is definitely up there. Yeah. And... Just depends on the point system. I'm not all over that, but with Cam, well, I'm not sure if Reese Walsh can get it anymore because he got suspended. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. That's right. Then. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um. Well. I know Caelan Ponga missed a bit of footy, but geez, I think yeah, in all the in the Knights points. run, in the Knights run, he would have had to get all their points yeah, because yeah, they they wouldn't have made that run without him, and no. he, he he definitely got the points there. So. I reckon he's a smoky, but he's 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 probably made a late charge and up there. If not, Sean Johnson. Yeah, Sean Johnson. He's been there all year, been consistent as. But yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised if um, KP's made a late run there. Yep, I said the same. Like Sean Johnson for sure, but yeah, KP. He's because it's six points now. Like you can get, the max you can get six points. Yeah, he's at least getting five out of all them games. Yeah, but he didn't play the last game, so that might hurt him. Yeah, and um, coach man, who you got for your coach? Yeah, well, I'd give it to Webster just because as a rookie coach, it's unreal. But I'm also under the impression, impression as well, like what Ivan Cleary's done, like to get to sustain success. Like you see, I, I bet I don't know the stats, but I think Bellamy's got a fair few Dalian Coach of the Year awards just because oh. of the success that the Storm have had over time, and like it's impressive to get successful in a year. Yeah. But I think it's also even more special to do it over a certain period of time too. So I wouldn't be – I'd probably give it to Webster just because of what the Warriors have been through over the last COVID years and that and going back home finally and then just turned on this year. 
but I wouldn't be surprised if Ivan Cleary got it. Yeah, I, I said the same thing. Like, <coughs> pardon me, COVID, COVID's back. <laughs> the old video, well, COVID that is not not video. <laughs> um, yeah, Webster for sure. This was, I don't think anyone would have had worries in the top eight. Nah, you know what I mean. Like, nah. but in the same token, as you said, Penrith to be at the top again is just impressive. Eh? three years in a row, yep. and they've lost cattle. Coruscant, Kikau, yep, Burton. Um, well, every lost, year they've lost someone. Yeah, they've lost a couple. Like whoever comes up next does maybe not the same job, but does the same effect. Like, yep, you're never going to get another Kikau. Nah, nah, like and like Matty Burton. I know he's a five eight now, but him playing centre for them, yeah, me. yeah, he was he was fucking elite. Eh? Yep, yep, definitely. So it's hard to replace these sort of players, but they keep doing it, man. So yep. Yep, as yeah. the good clubs do. Webster and Ivor Cleary. Yeah. Everyone's been pretty similar with that. No one said Kevin Wold. Is, is he up there? I mean, yeah, he's up there, but because it's not his first year. I mean, if he had done it with the Broncos in his first year, yeah, probably. But I think after what the Broncos showed last year and then dropped off to miss the eight, I think everyone's seen that they were capable of it. Yeah. They just need a bit more time. So... So what if they yeah. won minor premiership? Does that get his credentials up no, a bit more? Maybe. Maybe it would have. But he's definitely in the conversation. But, yeah, I, I, just think, I just think with what the Warriors went through from the COVID years and hard times they've been through for Webster to come in and bring them back to finals footy in top four straight away and then Ivan Clear, I just think it's between them two. But, yeah, uh, like, uh, don't get me wrong, it wouldn't disappoint me if he was up there as well, Kevin Wilders, like, well, he has done a good job there, so yeah. yeah. He's done a great job. Yeah. Um, the biggest <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Too many rivets. <laughs> no rivets. Speaking of rivets, are you gonna start sponsoring me or what boys? What's going on? <laughs> um, your biggest disappointments of the year, team wise, player wise, whatever you want to go down. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll do um, both day, eh? team wise. You got a few probably a few you gotta get through there, obviously. Yeah, look. I, I agree with Souths just because I hold them in such high regard. Like for what they've done without actually having all the premierships to um to back it up. Like they've been in prelim after prelim after prelim, like just year on year, and then they'll lead in the comp for eleven rounds this year, looking at doing the same thing, like being up there in back end of the year. And then I do not know what's happened there because they've yes. got a good team. Yeah, they're a great team, man. Right, like, man, is that that is disappointing. Well, as much as I don't like Seas, I I like watching them play footy because they play oh, good footy. Bro, when they when they're on, there's no better team to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's probably my biggest disappointment. Just just yeah, over the success they've had without the premierships over the last decade, and then to fall off the cliff like that. Yeah, with no real injuries either. Like um, yeah, Latrell got suspended and whatnot. I think. Oh no, sorry, he got the calf injury through Origin and that. But like, yeah. they were going good still without him. Well, they. Blake Taft does a great job covering for him. Yeah. <clears throat> and then COVID. just, yeah, they just fell off. It just seemed like, I don't know, it just seemed like everyone was on, this, on a different page. Maybe something internally is going on there. Like it was a bit weird that Sam Burgess left when he did. Like I understand he got another job, but. Like, for next year, man. Like, yeah, honestly, like, there's something going on there. The timing of it all is just, in NRL when there's smoke, there's, there's usually a fire. So, yeah. yeah, something's going on there. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, South's definitely the biggest disappointment. What about the Tigers? I've, I've been saying the Tigers are up there. Yeah. Even though they come last, they didn't really, well, I mean, they didn't gain a position, so 
No, no, well, they lost the position because they're 17 teams now. Yeah. <laughs> no, so they went down one. But yeah, yep. Oh, you think that team, like, even though they're not an elite squad, they they were building something pretty good, and their forwards. I reckon their forwards was good. Was a good forward pack, man. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Clemmer, Bateman, Twal, Papali from the Papali. from the um, Eels. Yeah, like after the year he had, like I, I was excited, man. Like I really expected them, especially with Sheensy coming back to coach. Like um, you just would have thought, like, all right, they've got some decent players here now, like. Um, Brooks has got a good nine around him. He's got a good forward pack. Like, you'd just think you'd see the best of him. And then I'm actually glad he's he's leaving the club because I think he's got a lot of good footy in him. Oh, but yeah. I just think the curse of the Tigers is, has just got him in that mould. But yep. staying on the Tigers, like, yeah, nah, definitely. I had him up at least competing every week. Like, and I thought – I didn't. I knew it would take a little bit, like, just similar to us. But, like, I thought that week that they beat Penrith when Penrith yeah. was full strength – I was thinking, all right, this is going to kickstart the Tigers here. Like, yeah, for sure. They're going to they're going to take the confidence from us and kick on with the team they got. Like, that'll give them the belief. And yeah, nah, just didn't happen, did it? There was a few games for them where they you think, fuck, this is a good good team here. Even yeah. some games that they lost, they fucking competed very well. They done, even though we beat them on the table, they had a better year than us in my eyes. Like, yeah, we won more games, but they competed in more games. Especially than we did. finishing off the year, like at least they were losing in tight games. Yeah, like, they were showing a bit, like whereas we were just showing nothing. Yeah, nah, yeah, they, they were a bit disappointing. What about players, man? You got any players that disappointed you this year? Um, I mean, as a doggies fan, we can go on all day about Yeah, doggies. well, actually, nah, yeah, yeah, I do. Reed Marnie, <coughs> Reed yeah. Marnie, number one. And I, I, I hate to say it because it's, you can tell it's not from his own doing. I think it's just because of his character and the effort he's putting in, but... Because of that, the errors that come from it, and just it just really hurt the team. Like he was giving away silly penalties every week. Like it just it was a real letdown. Like I was expecting with him there, it was going to change us massively, and it, yeah, it changed us in in the bad way, yeah. unfortunately. But yeah, probably yeah for me, Reed Marnie. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially after he had that year with Para, like um, through the COVID years, where if he didn't get injured, he was in the Queensland squad. Like he's, oh, yeah. he's had a fall from grace since then. Like yeah, he made the grand final last year with Para, and then. Like with all that experience, he's come over to us and, yeah, just wasn't what I was expecting. Well, I think one thing that really disappointed me with him is his passing game. Like, at the Eels, I reckon he had the best off-the-floor passing game yeah. as a hooker and it just didn't didn't come with the doggies, eh? Like, his passes going to the ground, yep. over their heads. Yep. I don't know if he's just not, he's not doing it as much training or the players aren't in the right positions. It could yeah, be. Yeah, Moses and Brown are always in good spots, so... Yeah, well, when you look at him when he was at Penrith, though, too, like, Para. he had two... Dom- oh, sorry, yeah, Para, yeah. I've had beers made money, right? Nah. <laughs> but, like, you look at him when he was at Para, and, like, he had two pretty dominant halves there, and then a, then a fullback in, in Gutho who's been around yeah. for a while now, like, whereas he's come to the dogs, and I think he said it in the preseason, he come out and said that he, he's got more to his game than he wants to show. And yeah. maybe him having more to his game, he's, he needs to work on that more. Like yeah. maybe his best footy is just simplifying everything. And like that's where the para, para got the best out of him was he's got Mitch Moses there. He's got Dylan Brown. He's got Gutho. Like you just have to give him good, good ball. Oh, that's right. Whereas yeah. he's come to the dogs with no real big names other than the hyper Burton around him. Like yeah. he's thought, Oh, I need to take some of the ownership myself. And it just didn't work out. Yeah. Well, I think in that Raiders game, as, you, as we spoke about earlier, 
he showed like what he can do, eh? Yeah, big cutouts to winger scoring tries, and yep, you know, great kicking game. He scored. He, sorry, he kicked a few forty twenties. Was this year? Well, believe it or not, he's he's kicked the most out yeah. of anyone in the NRL well, this year. That's a great. That's a great <laughs> asset to have as a hooker. Yeah, but like he didn't really go for many forty twenties at the end of the year either. No, the whole, the whole team off. just went. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll get on another touchy subject in the in the disappointment department because I'm I'm an avid fan, as you know. Yeah, but I've got to admit, I've got to go, I've got along, got, fuck me, <laughs> got to go along with what the boys say. Josh Adokar is one of my big, biggest disappointments of the year. Yeah, look, I think, is that good and bad moments? But yeah, I just think if he didn't cop that injury and really. He come back early, and I think that affected him. I yep. think if he didn't feel like he had to rush back, because obviously Serrato wanted to get the results this year, that's why they pushed him back to get back in the squad, But especially the injuries we had. But I think if we didn't have that injury toll, he actually took the time to recover properly. Yep. He would have been better, I think. Because well, he still got through some work. Well, our backs, our yeah. backs wasn't really oh, our let When down. I say biggest disappointment, I mean like, he is an elite winger. He, he was, wasn't an elite yeah. winger this year. No, that's, no. That's, that's that's the way I put it as a yeah. disappointment, man. I like, reckon he's. I reckon the whole rest of the year he was playing injured, though. I, yeah. I still reckon he played injured. Yeah, because like even even just his um like short burst and that wasn't wasn't what it was when he's. 100%. Oh yeah, fucking like, no. I just think yeah he played the rest of the year injured. Like, he done well at Origin like, when he had Brabham Best there, but yeah, no, nah, I agree. He was pretty yeah. Disappointing, but you still need him there. Oh yeah, you need him there for the chat. Like that's another thing that really disappointed me. Like at the end of the year, you didn't see him talking as much as like the start of the year. Yeah, because yep. he's massive on getting the boys hyped up. Yep. Like as you know, everyone knows the fox is a great talker, and it seemed like he wasn't fully um, involved with that. Like at the end of the year, which is disappointing because like you need, especially us, we need pay people like that revving the boys up, sort of thing. Oh. Hundred percent. Yeah, it comes as like playing, and then the same as talking. Like you need both both aspects of his game. So yeah, that was disappointing for me. Yeah, nah, I can understand that. Yep. All right. This is my last bit of my uh, thing here, but we'll talk a bit about this subject. There's a little bit to get through here. I actually have to read now. (laughs) (laughs) Get me glasses on. (laughs) I said, uh, let's talk a bit about golf and a bit about you, man. Like. I like to chat a little bit about the individual who comes on. I probably never said this to you because, like, I like receiving compliments, not um giving them. Yeah, <laughs> but I've always admired your like personal ethics, whether it be playing footy, golf, or working out or whatever. Like, you're always a hundred percent in, or you're not. You believe that in yourself? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's the same being a father and a husband. I'm sure you're a bloody terrific dad and husband. But um, when it comes to sports. You're always all in or you're not. And I have to admire that because I'm <laughs> I'm the complete opposite, man. And yeah, where, where does that come from, bro? Like, is that something you've always had? Like, and don't take this the wrong way, but is it because you're not naturally the most talented and you had to work or um, is it a bit of both? You're talented and you like the work? I think, oh, well, I think a lot of it come from the old fella. Well, he always... Um, you're not talking about your old fella. Yeah, oh yeah, no, nah, yeah. There's a bit coming out of that, guys. Yeah, don't worry about that. Nah, yeah. He didn't do the old Robo on us, but I heard him having a piss earlier. It's uh, not nah. quite as impressive. No, nah, <laughs> produced me young fella, but that's about it. <laughs> hey, um, she works. <laughs> um, 
No, I think it all comes from, yeah, the father with the upbringing and that. Like, um, he always drilled it into me, no matter what it is in life, you got to work hard for it. Like, um, even if I was, like, um, did have a bit of talent in a in an area or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, if you have a passion for that, like, the only way to get better, even if you are good at it, is to work hard. And yeah. he, he, he sort of drilled that into me at a young age and it just sort of stuck from there. And with anything that I've ever done, I've always prided myself on that. Um, yep. And, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. That actually, that's all right. That's pretty nice. Yeah, thanks for that. But, that's um, all right, bro. Yeah, no. I've, oh, well, I didn't yeah. mean to be an arsehole, but do you, do you think you have natural talent or do you think you work hard for your talent? Because, like as I said, I don't want to be a dick, but I think you work harder more than you have. That's not a bad yeah. thing, man. That's not a bad thing at all. Like I think footy-wise, growing up, I was lucky that I was um, a bit more developed than yeah. the age group oh, I was you were in. for sure, so, bro. Like, everyone, everyone that knew me at a young age, I was always known as the frigging man-child and that. <laughs> like, but obviously, everyone's caught up with me now. It's just blend in these days. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think I was lucky in that aspect. And then having that work ethic behind that, which is what made me thrive as a young fella. But um, the only thing I've sort of had a natural knack at is golf. Yeah. Because um, I remember my dad telling me stories when I was when I could barely walk. He had like a plastic set of golf clubs and that, and I used to clear the back back fence yeah, like, right. with a little little golf ball when I could stand up. And well, yeah. I, 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 it was a sport that I did pick up pretty easy. But uh, footy, footy did come pretty easy for me. And I put that down to just the physical attributes I had at that age. Yeah. But yeah, the only real luck that I had talent wise was through golf. Really, like uh, it was just something that I once I put a little bit of work into it, I went from being good to almost pretty elite. Yeah. Well, pretty quick. It all happened pretty quick. But yeah, um, yeah, no, nah, it was it was good. Um, but yeah, uh, the same same thing. If I'll, I've always worked hard at everything I've done, well, if I didn't do that, there's no way I'd still be decent at golf um like oh yeah you definitely put the work in man yeah like even with me jobs over times like um going through school i never knew what i was going to do like stayed through to u12 bloody had no plans after school i think i was working three part-time jobs at a, at a time like, yeah yep. and i was paying board and that so like just even even that just so i could help out the old fellow because he was by himself like to pay board and that at home like even just in my work life like i, I like to think i've always bloody like put in and that and yeah like i don't know it's just just something that was always driven into me at a young age and yeah i'm actually really grateful for it because it's worked out well for me with a lot of things in life man that's that's probably the best attribute anyone can have is work hard eh? because i think i'm the complete opposite no one taught (laughs) myself up but i think like i have ability good ability in everything but no great ability in anything if that makes sense yeah yeah but i don't have the work ethic like you do like Oh, don't worry. Surprisingly, man. <laughs> it like, does drop off. Like golf, I've just never got good at a day. Like I've not that I put in a lot of work, but I always like a bit of bias, like a bit of um <laughs> selfishness. What's the word? A bit of um can't think. I just <laughs> I just imagine myself being good, like real quick. Yeah. And it yep. fucking hit me real hit me real bad, eh? Like, fuck, yep. I'm never gonna get good at this fucking sport. And it's like hard. I just Yeah. It takes you a lot of time and I see the work you and like even Duraz, he he works hard at his game, man. Like, yeah, yeah, he, he puts in a lot of hours, and he, he, he improved as he, as he said on the podcast. <laughs> I used to fucking outdrive him, fucking play better than him, and I'm a fucking shit player. Yep. And now it's way different. You know what I mean? Like he put in so much work. Yeah. Same as you. Like I used to go play, and you'd be out there fucking, you know, grinding by yourself or 
chipping, yeah. putting, doing whatever you could to improve. And yeah, well, I had a similar thing when I started golf because when I started golf, I was definitely the worst out of my group. So <laughs> I I remember I had um. So we used to have a fair group out there. Like Cluffy was pretty natural at it too. Yeah, and um, Cluffy's an, he's like one of those cunts that's good at anything he does. Oh yeah, so. yeah, definitely. I mean, if he if he put in the effort, fuck, he'd be he, he's just good at anything he does. But um. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about it. I'll give you a shout-out. <laughs> um, but, no, nah, like, also, like, I had, like, the likes of Zach Pryor and Josh Stig out there, like, yep. and that they, they played golf for a lot longer than me before I took it up and I always just had that. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty competitive, so I have that hard work, but I also have that when someone's better than me at something, I, I look at them and I'm like, right, hey, well, that's the competition. Let's try and beat it. Yeah, no, right. Nothing... Nothing like selfish or anything against them. It's like I look up to you. I want to try and get yeah, to you one day. That makes sense, man. I'm going to try and beat you. Like, and then it it took a little bit, but yeah, I got to their level, and yeah, like um, yeah, that's that's just what I've done with everything. I even at work, like I I've worked with good tradesmen, and I've appreciated them teaching me skills and that. And I've looked at them, and I'm like, right, I will. If you're that good, I'll, you're only human. I can do that too. Like mm. I'll I'll do that as well. It's just with anything in life, like just just give it a crack and. Yeah, see what happens. But I've definitely quit a few sports in my time. But <laughs> oh, we're not we're not all natural at everything, mate. As I said, you're a worker. That's different. Yeah. Fuck. Whereas me, like, if I'm not good at something within within the fuck me, it's <laughs> fucking rivets. <laughs> if I'm not good at something within a month, I'm like, fuck that. I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, because I've always prided myself on being like good at everything, not great at anything. Like, yeah, it sounds weird, but like, jack of all trades, master of none. Pretty much, yeah. yeah like yeah. I, I can, you know, darts, pool, fucking, you know, cricket. Yep. I'm average, average or good at everything, and not great at anything. Whereas yep. someone like you, like, you know, you can be really good at something. You, you put into work, man. You, you get good at it. Yeah. But you don't fuck it around. Just comes down to your mental too. Like, like as you said, you, you, you want to be like that, but you've got to. It's, it's, it's. Trust me, it's. I can tell you it's not easy to go through their mental states when you're doing the hard work to be like, fuck, is this actually worth it? Is it going to pay off? Like, yeah. To actually, you, you just got to have that mental belief in yourself that, oh, if I, if I stick it, it'll, it'll work. Like, yeah, you just yeah. Gotta just, And once you do it once with something, then you'll get, have that belief with anything you do. Like, you just yeah. got to push through them hard barriers. And that's probably why them professional athletes are where they are because that's that's what they'd have in their mentals. And, like, yeah, you, you just, yeah. There's no way around it. They've all they've all worked hard. So if you want anything in life, you just got to work yeah. hard. We well, definitely got to work hard, man. Yeah. <clears throat> but you, you started playing at 15, did you say, or were you younger? Golf. Yeah. 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 Nah. Um. Well, I mucked around with like plastic clubs in the backyard when I was a young fella. But um, from watching footy, always wanted to play footy. So I started playing footy when I was nine, and then yeah, I didn't take up golf just as a little bit on the side from footy till I was like 15. And um, yeah, once I because I, I got to a pretty elite level at footy too. Like I was playing in the junior nine system and that, but um, just realised it wasn't for me. Yeah, um, fair enough. And after doing all that, I just I just needed a break, so I actually quit. I I got selected in Howard Matthews and then um, rejected it. Yeah, right. To take up golf, and everyone thought I was stupid, but um, I just didn't have the passion for rugby league anymore. So I just I just chose to go down that route, and uh, yeah, that's fifteen, sixteen. So I'd only been playing golf for like a year, maybe two. And yeah, by the time I was um, seventeen, eighteen, I was down to scratch and um, yeah, playing in playing in tournaments and whatnot. And 
I actually had a chance uh, to join Stiggy. Stiggy went over to America on a scholarship and I had the exact same chance to follow him over there. But once again, quit another sport and <laughs> went back to footy. And yeah, well, you look back. Well, you, didn't, like, you quit in the professional sense, but you still keep playing. No, nah, I stopped playing golf as well. Like I didn't yeah, play right. on the side. I just went back to footy and like um, didn't have time for golf anymore because we're at that age too where we started going out and yeah. and being a bit rowdy and that. So I was like, oh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm back around footy. Like just yeah. didn't have the time for golf. Like I'd, I'd, I'd go to a few little golf things and that, but as as for having a membership and that, I just, just sort of dropped off and yeah. for another couple more years and then quit footy again, then went back to golf. But, um, well, look, no regrets. Like obviously people can look back and be like, oh, what if, but man, I didn't, so I got no regrets, and that right. was that was on my choice. Like, I, you never know what you're capable of, but yeah, obviously, it wasn't my passion enough to give it a go. So I have got no regrets. Yeah, but the thing is, it. you can be good enough to play professional, but there's a lot more mental that goes into it. A eh? like oh. those footy players and that they go through so much shit. They yeah. can't even go down to the fucking pub and have a beer. Nah, without someone fucking having a stalk. Nah, nah, yeah, it's definitely a different time. Like, I know golfers yeah. are a bit different. I, I, there's not many like rowdy. So how many rowdy golfers are there? Oh, Maybe like a Bryce and DeChambeau. They're rowdy in their own rowdy. way. Like, they, <laughs> they just keep to themselves though. Like I don't know if you watched the Netflix doc- documentary um, Full Swing. No. It's pretty pretty good. It gives you a bit of an insight to the tour player's life like at home and that. And like it pretty much they treat it like every player on tour treats it like they're all teammates. And they a lot of them have their group of mates that play together on tour. Even though they're trying to beat each other each week, they're – they all hang out with each other outside of golf and that as well. Yeah, right. They're not really – they don't really have the time to be rowdy from travelling all the time and that. But, like, yeah, yeah no, nah, they, they get around each other and just yeah, do it that way. But, yeah, no, nah, different lifestyle, eh? And just from yeah. having, like, um, my best mate, Pico, like, he, he's a professional speedway rider. Like, watching his lifestyle, I, I sort of think to myself now, like, yeah, I don't know if I would have coped, to yeah. be honest. Like, travelling all the time and doing it. Even though you love the sport, like doing it professionally like that, like yeah, it takes up a lot of your time. Yeah, definitely. You got to be like, sort of, got to behave yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why might you know? Yeah, we, we might not. <laughs> we want to go too well, you know. Got to behave well, no. yourself. No one knows us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that know me now, mate. I'm famous after this. No, I should say. Well, that, I'm yeah, up, no, up thank, to fifty listeners you. now, mate. <laughs> you might, you might get even to sixty. Oli, <laughs> come on. You lasted this long, mate. You don't fucking start now. It's doing good. <laughs> so what what was your best like right, what's your best moment in like your golfing game well probably the scholarship that's probably like the most surreal moment you could have um, you could have went to america like you said ziggy's there and you could have went there with him yeah um i mean nah, it didn't really phase me that much at the time to be honest like um the most surreal moment i've had in golf was me one and only hole in one that i've yeah, had i've only yeah. had one and um to have one of them, like, there's a lot of people who play golf in their life that's never had one, and uh, that's probably the only time in golf where I'm like, oh shit, that's unreal. Like, yeah, I've fuck fucking yeah. done that. Like, and me old boy, he's, he's had five, so it's nothing. Oh, really? So, like, <laughs> yeah, I always had that pressure. Like being a junior at Curry, everyone knew, knew him, and that. And they're like, oh yeah, your dad's known for his holy ones and that. And I'm like, oh yeah, never had one. Then I finally had one, and yeah, like that was when I was like 17, so what, six, seven years ago now. Like, <laughs> is your dad? Oh, a, no, is your dad like, a golfer? Ten, ten is, he, ago, is he yeah. a drinker? Oh, I, I, there's not much, not much golf going on out there. Yeah, nah, he, he, these <laughs> days it's more about the drink. Yeah, nah, that's wrong with that, bro. It's well, all good. Yeah, uh, five holy ones. That's amazing, eh? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what actually. There's a story behind that too. That that's what got me into golf. So my yeah, first right. ever game of golf, 
was at uh, Royal Brankston. And um, <laughs> this is before, like, I had my own clubs or nothing. I was just using these frigging extra long sticks for myself. Like, I had no idea. And we're just out there playing, a, like, just a fun hit with him and his mates. And I don't know if anyone knows, but the ninth hole there at Brankston's a par three right in front of the clubhouse. And yeah. um, anyone who knows me, daddy loves a chat. <laughs> so last hole of the day, he's he's chirped up to the boys. And he's like, righto, mid swing. He's swung it back. And he's like, righto, boys, this one's in the hole. And as he's made contact, I just remember standing back behind him. And mate, this thing's never left the flag, eh? <laughs> and it's it's pitched just past the flag, spun straight back in. And like that was no no word of my life, my first ever game of golf. Yeah, right. And ever since then, I was just like, nah, this is fucking unreal. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, that's fucking awesome, eh? Yeah, yeah. I've never even witnessed like. I've seen like videos, but never to be to witness the only one. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, especially nah, with your old was, man. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and well, that's that's one of the reasons I love golf too, because it's one of the sports you can play with. Like, it doesn't matter how old you are. Like me and my dad play most Saturdays together, and like, yeah, yeah, nah, it's unreal sport. Yeah, golf's awesome. Like we move, as you know, I'm a removalist. Everyone knows that. You know, yeah, big strong boy removalist. <laughs> we move like a lot of oldies, and ninety percent of them play golf. Hey, eh? that's the great thing about golf. Doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you know, disabilities, yeah. no disabilities. Yeah. Like, and you can play it like Oh yeah. Whereas footy's a lot, lot more limited and you know, other sports are limited. Yeah. Golf is just everyone's game, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And you can have a beer while you're playing, so what's wrong with that? Fucking oh, fucking hell. <laughs> you can have a beer while you're doing the podcast. I've seen it work, obviously. Yeah, but... I don't mind this podcast stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been going another forty minutes, man. You got a little bit more time or you no, no, yeah, I'm all yours. Whatever you want to do, mate. No worries. We'll go. Man. We'll go for now. We'll go to one hour in this part, then we'll. Yeah. We'll call it a day. Yeah. Um, what else were you golf fan? You playing playing much recently, or? Yeah, recently got back into it. So I started playing footy again this year, and well, anyone that knows Curry, we like we had a pretty sad year out there, and. <laughs> oh, I've, um, I've mentioned that a few times. Sorry, oh, guys. Yeah, nah, I shouldn't push it on me, me team, but tough to be part of again, like. Especially from the last time I was playing, like we were playing pretty competitive when I gave it up last, and then to come back, I was thinking, "Oh yeah, this would be fun to play with mates again." Then, yeah, nah. Round one, we get beat by seventy. I was like, <laughs> "Fuck, what are we doing?" Yes. Then, uh, it was good to be back out there again, but ended up hurting myself, fucking at the back end of the year, fucking torn meniscus, and with work these days and having a young fella, I was like, "Nah, well, it's not worth it anymore." Like. Yeah. Getting to that age now, 27, where it's like, yeah, you're either you're either doing it because you've been doing it forever and you love it, or I just went back because I had the itch and I was like, nah, don't need to be playing footy, like, just go yeah. back to golf. Like, so, yeah, ever since then, been playing golf again and loving it again. Like, never lost the love for golf, ever, but you just go through stages sometimes. Like, uh, It's hard when you got no one else around that plays golf, so like you're sort of just playing because you enjoy it individually and then you start missing out on a few things like with your mates and that because tournaments will rock up here and there or something and you've already registered for that and then say your mate's got something on you like, oh, fuck, can't make that because I've, I've registered myself in this but yeah. it's good now we've got like Collett Jurez playing again like Cluffy's back playing again it's yeah. good like starting to get a few of the boys out there so nah it's 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 good like I think we're getting to that age now where we're just going to fucking play golf maybe start organising <laughs> a few end of year golf trips somewhere or oh, something I'd love to go on a golf trip eh? yeah <clears throat> There's one place, I can't remember what it's called. It's like four hours north. I think it's like in between Coffs and like Port Macquarie. I can't remember what it's called. It's like a golf resort. Everyone raves on about it. Yeah. Oh, what was it called? Yeah, I can't remember, but 
I'm pretty sure it's fucking cost you a lot of money to go there, but I'd love to go to a place like that. They like a, yeah. a full-on golf resort. Yeah. I'll tell you what's a good one to do that a lot of people do um, at the end of the year is Melbourne, a Melbourne trip. Because yeah, yeah. all the you can get a good package down there and like you get to play like I think there's like five sandbelt courses down there and it's apparently the best golf course in Australia. Yeah. And like a lot of people do it and they just go down and get on the piss and like, <laughs> that's what we do too. But oh, yeah, it's, sure. it's, it's an unreal time down there apparently. Like, it's been on my bucket list for a while. And yep. it's good to see some of the boys getting into it because it'd be unreal over the next few years to start organising something like that. Yeah, fucking know. I need to get more clubs again. I sold sold most of my clubs. Yeah, you need to get back into it. The plan is to buy more, but you know, not happening. Same as the uh, the gym memberships, not happening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I was when I was younger and uh, fitter and musclier, oops, it was easy to do this sort of shit. <laughs> when you get a bit older and lazier and fatter, everything yeah. becomes a bit harder. That's what golf carts are for. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, golf trees definitely be yeah on my bucket list. Yeah, like. I don't even. I'm keen to go to fucking Tasmania, right? Because that some of their links type courses. Yep. Like, what's it called Barnbugle Dunes or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks yep. fucking awesome. Like, yeah. I'd be fucking terrible there because I can't play for shit. But it'd be awesome just to experience today. Yeah, just the experience is enough. Like, that's it. Everyone fucking has a shit day of golf every now and again. But like, it's one of those sports where all it takes is just that hit that one good shot in the round. And, yeah. And hook, well, that's that's the hooked. thing with golf, man. There. Yeah. You can play fucking shit all day, but you hit this mad drive or yep. you know, you part of fucking thirty footer yep. off the green into the hole or you chip one in. There's anything like that. Yeah. That's the only reason I keep playing because believe it or not, guys, I might have one good <laughs> one good shot around and I'm like, fuck yeah, this is all right. Actually I've got to shout out to Zachy T here. He was a bit he was a bit uh like um humble on himself about his, <laughs> his golfing ability. I I've got a story about Trina. I remember when we used to do golf sport at school, mate. Every Wednesday, without fail, I don't think he took his own clubs out, but I swear weekly, every Wednesday, for a bloke that didn't play golf, I've never seen someone hole out of what like, get it in the hole out of a bunker more than fucking Trina. <laughs> bunker, mate. He know. used to do it weekly. Oh, I don't know how, and it, it, it become a joke. Like I think he went like three weeks in a row one time, <laughs> and mate, we just used to look at each other and it, it Trina being Trina was like. Fucking hell, mate. Unreal. No fluky about no, what nothing fluky about it. Like, it's not like it was rocketed into the pin and dropping. Like not that was yeah, like, genuine shot. good shots out of the bunker and like, mate, you've done it more often than not. And I was like, How the fuck are you doing that, mate? You don't even play golf. <laughs> I can't even get the cunt out of the bunker. <laughs> if I go into the bunker and comp, I'm like, yeah, I'll pick that cunt up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. Like, on a par three, you got a chance, but yeah. Oh, anyone that's done sport at golf, like a few, I think a few of the boys that listen to this used to do it, and they remember like, Trina, mate. He fucking, I don't know how he done it, but he done it <laughs> fucking every week. I was ten, I was tempting for sport. Ah, and yeah. Back in the yeah. day, I was a good tempting player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wish yeah. I took some videos, though. You know the old spinners. <laughs> I was a fucking good. I should have kept that. Actually, might have been more famous than what I am now. You know, doing the podcast. That's a hard sport. That's another one that's a hard sport. It is. Well, Fuck yeah, it is. People give it a lot of shit, but people that are good at that, that's that takes a lot of fucking skill. But like if you don't really know much about bowling, it's more it's more to do with the um the lane, like the way they oil it and shit. Like if it hasn't been oiled, spinning you won't do shit, it'll just fucking keep sliding, sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas if they oil it properly, it'll it'll spin till it gets to the dry patch, and then it'll spin in, sort of thing. Yeah, right. That makes sense. Because yeah. there's a wet patch and a dry patch later on. That's yeah. when you get the final spin in. Yeah, right. All, I didn't know it dried up. Yeah, if it's all the same, like, consistency, it'll just keep spinning until it fucking hits the pins. 
Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. I, I thought I, I just thought it was all the same. Nah. Because well, if it's heaps wet here and like dry there, it grips, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. 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 yeah, so, yeah right. There you go. There you go. There's you a bit of, fucking, new every bit, day. Of, bit of tactics in bowling. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're pro like me, it's always tactics. <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking one of my mates, speaking of something you didn't know, work, a workmate of mine didn't know a dash hound was a sausage dog the other day. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he's like, Dash Ann, that's just like a sausage dog, eh? I'm like, right, it is a sausage it dog. Is. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? Look, to be fair, I didn't know that for a few years ago either. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know either, but it's funny talking about someone else about it. <laughs> like, uh, always, honestly, you don't even know him as a sausage dog like, as a young fella. Nah. Never knew yeah. what a Dash Ann was. Nah. <laughs> and I only learned it too from um, a few people owning them, uh, in, like um, in the family and that, like through the missus. They're aggressive as fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, well, this, oh, this one's pretty little, mellow. Placid dogs, but some of them, man, you get man, they're, they're aggressive as. <laughs> they, they used to be hunting dogs, believe it or not. Yeah. Back in the old days, they, they used to hunt for like rabbits and shit. I'm pretty sure because they're long and skinny. Yeah, they could get into the in the burrows and holes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just your guests on the podcast. Oh yeah, did you? <laughs> I should probably stop that because I might get a old RSPCA rocking up one day. <laughs> yeah, I've listened to your podcast, mate, and uh, we've got a few reports. <laughs> your dog's attacking your fucking listeners. You guess so, not your listeners. He's been good, actually, man. Yeah, well, it's a bit bit funny with having a young fellow at home. Like we've had to slowly transition, like Charlie, my dog, to a half outside dog now. Like um, she used to sleep in our bed and everything, and. Yeah, since the young fella come along, like, don't get me wrong, she's unreal around Oliver and that. But like, um, just little things like around nap times and that. Like, she once she's inside, she's really hard to get outside. So like, yeah, we're up early now, and like, she's just stubborn. She'll if she, if you let her inside, she'll stay in bed all day. Yeah. But like, so we've had to slowly transition to being outside because like. Does she sleep we'll, outside? We'll go out. We'll go out at like eight eight o'clock in the morning, whatever, and like. Yeah, oh, no, nah, she still sleeps inside. Yeah. But because we've got a baby gate at the back door now, she, she has all that back area to herself. Yeah. So right. she sleeps near the back door, so then it's easier. We just open the back door at the start of the day, and she, she generally goes out all right now. But, yeah, it's a bit of a transition. Poor old thing, because she, she was my baby girl once, but now, <laughs> now I've got a little boy I've got to worry yeah, about. So, <laughs> sorry, mate, Wait. outside. He's the same. <laughs> when we first got him, I always thought I'll be the tough one, Taylor will be the um, soft one with him. And then fucking turns out I'm the fucking little softie. <laughs> like I, was, I said I don't want the dog sleeping in the bed. He sleeps in the bed now, <laughs> and that was that was my doing, not hers. Because I said I'm not fucking putting up with him all night barking <laughs> and trying to jump on the bed. Yeah, so you may as well just fucking let him in. Yeah, and he's a little dog, but fuck me, he takes up some room. <laughs> they just spore out, don't they? Well, they they sleep across the bed rather than fucking down the bed. Mm. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. It'd be hard with a big dog like yours. That'd be tough. Yeah, she's a fucking. She's Does a she rap, sleep rap like bag. just on the bed? Oh, she used to, but then we got her, her own bed, and she used to sleep at the end of the bed on the ground. Um, yeah, but yeah, no. Nah, if you got if she got up in bed with you, oh, fuck me. Because he, like, he sleeps under the blankets. Yeah, well, there was sometimes there because we got two rooms, so I used to sleep out in the back room. You know, if I if I was out there, say if I was on night shift or something, and like. I, I, she wanted to stay inside me. I was like, yeah, no worries. I'll be the soft dad as well. <laughs> I'd let her up in bed with me, but I'd wake up, mate, with a sore hip because she'd just lay straight across my hip. 
Oh and yeah, yeah. Like, rest ahead. It was just just ahead, but I swear ahead at dead weight weighs like thirty <laughs> kilos. Yeah. And when you wake up from a good sleep, you're just like fuck, can't move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does that too because they make you fucking sleep in weird positions you fucking shouldn't be sleeping in. Oh. <clears throat> and I wake up with my leg like the side of my legs is fucking aching like I got, <laughs> I got sciatica, eh? Yeah. He's fucking <laughs> for a little dog. Fuck me, he takes up some room. <laughs> oh, All right, man. Anything else you want to chat about before we? Finish the show, or are you keen to? Oh, look, I guess to keep like Rob Nigel that happy, I guess we better do the tip for the second game. Oh, yeah, true. We missed yeah, that, didn't we? We missed that. <laughs> fuck, I'm a, I'm a fucking terrible host. <laughs> I've been thinking about the back of my head. I'm like, oh, we're just going to bypass. Yeah, it. no. So, I mean, I'm not going to go. We'll get into it. Yeah. Warriors <laughs> win by 30, boys. <laughs> 30 minimum. Yeah. Uh, two Warriors to win, but not, not by 30, obviously. I think they'll win. Well, I think, I think Johnson's out. I think he's got he's got to get through his captain's run tomorrow, and if he doesn't he's, get through he's that, in. he's out. He's, he's in. in. 100%. Yeah. Well, not 100%, but the NRL physio, you know, the NRL physio? Yeah. He, pretty sure he said today, like, he got through training, no worries, and pretty much 95% he's in, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, righto. So that, I think that gets him over the line. Well, and yeah. be, being in, in New Zealand, <clears throat> Knights have to travel, coming yep. off that hard game against the Raiders. Yep. Which, don't want to say it, boys, but that was a fucking cracking game. Oh, yeah. While we're on the Knights. Holy yeah. fuck, that was good. Yeah. And that last try. Whew. But I, I screamed louder for that than I have for the doggies. Eh? <laughs> fuck, that made me so happy. I thought, yes, they're going to fucking come back and win here. <laughs> that was a fucking cracker try. Oh, it was. It was. And and it, the in-laws didn't like me much for it because we were watching down there and they're rabid night supporters and... I was into them because like, I had Joe Tarpany, Tom Starling in the try, and they're both nice juniors. And, yep. and you, you throw Hudson Young in there, he's a nice junior as well. And I was just like, ah, see, that's what happens when you don't look after your own. And, <laughs> yeah, they ended up winning, but yeah, they didn't like that comment. No. <laughs> nice fans, they're, they're passionate. Not, not as passionate as Doggies fans, but they, yeah. but they don't like getting told the truth then, boys. No, nah, they and don't. And girls. They don't. A lot of, a lot of girls, not fans. <laughs> Oh, but yeah. see, I don't mind seeing the girls' team go good. It's good for the girls, but... Oh, yeah. But, you yeah, know, the men's team, they can suck a dick, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I said the other week, I sort of wish I... Like, I don't wish I went for the Knights, but I wish I went for, like, a local team. Yeah. It's easier to, like, go to the games and shit. Yeah. Like, well, I know Sydney's right. not that hard, but fuck. Yeah. You can't be fucked driving down there to watch the game. Like, nah. I know you have a few times, but... Yeah. Oh, it's... Yeah, but... It is hard. It's not easy. Like, and you and you do. You watch that Knights Raiders game last weekend. Even though as much shit as we give the Knights, like you look at it on TV and you look at the atmosphere and you're like, oh, bro, fuck, it's like, crazy. It's, it's good to see, like, for the town and that, like, being from the area. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think, uh, I don't think they can go all the way. But yeah, I think they'll give the Warriors a fair, fair crack tomorrow night. But. Yeah, I think if, I read if, earlier. If Sean, if Sean Johnson plays and with the emotion that them fucking Kiwis are going to have, it, it just depends if they come out like the Knights did because you look at the crowd that the Knights had and they come out a bit shell-shocked. Yeah, did, yeah. Well, they, yeah. they just sort of um, – the Raiders had it all over them there. But if the Warriors can put that put that beside them and come out and play like they have all year, I think that, um, yeah, that crowd will get them home over the Knights. Yeah. Well, I read earlier today as well, DSAP's out, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, that's big. One, one of the side feeders is out. Is Fitzgibbon playing? Pretty sure he's not playing. He's not playing. Yeah, well, see, that's, I reckon that's big for the Knights. Yeah, Dylan, Dylan Lucas is replacing him. Yep. And the side feeders, boys, like a few years ago, they were probably the elite front rowers and they dropped off for a couple of years. Yep. But this year, like on their run they've been on, yeah. they've been fucking killing it. Yeah. So that's I a mean, big out. 
no credit credit to the Knights, but I actually had a look at their run today too. But like, no disrespect to them. Like, I think <laughs> bro, I know where you're going here. Like, it was only three three quality teams in that run that they've bet so beaten so far. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be a good test if they get past the Warriors over there. Full full credit to them. Like, yeah, they deserve it. But like, I think that win against the Raiders was scrappy. It was an unreal game. The Raiders showed what they—they're just a gritty side. But yep. I think this will be the test for the Knights. Like you've been riding this high for so long, like, yep. and now you're versing a top four team. Yeah, let's see. Let's see how you go over there. Like, but even if they do lose in a tight game, I think they can be happy with that. But yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting to see how they how they go. Well, I'm the same. Like I, I look through all their wins. They beat doggies twice. And you know we know that's doggies. not much. We know doggies this shit. <laughs> they beat tigers once or twice, raiders twice. They beat dragons. The sh- yeah, but dragons. They beat uh, Melbourne, which is a good win. Yeah, well, they had the three pre- good ones. I think it was against the raiders, Melbourne, and Cronulla. I'm pretty that sure Melbourne had a few players out that game too, but but I mean, you can't take it away yeah. from them. They still beat them. Yeah, beat raiders who like even though they're not that good, they're they're in the top eight, so they're obviously yeah. well, all right. Well, I think at the time they bet they beat them, they were. They were hovering around that fifth spot, so yeah, yeah it was pretty. Well, yeah, they're coming like fourth with a minus. I say it every week, but <laughs> like a minus hundred differential coming fourth, fucking crazy. Like if they didn't lose those last three or four games, whatever it was, yep. they probably wouldn't have nearly made the top four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. with that with that differential, that is fucking ridiculous. Yep, yep. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I, this will be the true test for them. I reckon like it, the run's been good for them, and like. Good on him. Like he's still got to go out there and beat a team every week. Yeah, but I think this flying over New Zealand, hostile environment over there. If coming they, if coming they, off if, that big game too. Yeah, coming off that big game. If they can get the win over there, then they're the fucking real deal this year. Yeah, but if fucking nice. if not, then well, it was a good run. It was good to see their fans happy for once. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I still think the Warriors will get it done. Yeah, for sure. But that 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 game last week, those fans. I've never seen anything like that. Eh. Oh. Even, you have even seen more them. Like, the eye watching Joey's emotion. Like, yeah. even though you're not a nice fan, like you can appreciate a fucking local legend like that, Joey, like saying that he's never seen a crowd like that. And you know the crowd he used to get. Like, you can just have a bit of appreciation for that. Like, even though you, like we oh, give the nice shit. As I say, we're not nice fans, but I don't know if you agree. But a lot of people say Joey's fucking the elite player, probably the top one, two, three players of all time. Yeah. So you're always going to appreciate someone like that, especially yep. being local to us. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Well, mate, he's your local. You live in Cessna. He's from this area. Well, <laughs> he is. Uh, yeah, oh, I know, like, know the old boy very well. Yeah. Never spoken to him, but I've seen him a few <laughs> times. <laughs> you unreal. Get him on one day. Imagine that, Gaza. I'd love to get him on. Bro. <laughs> he's a fucking. He's funny as a. Yeah, that's definitely where Maddie gets it from. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that's probably going to do us. Thanks so much for coming on. No, it was good. Pleasure, mate. Pleasure. Hopefully the first of many. Yeah, for sure. When you're the 10th episode, might be the 20th, 30th. <laughs> might keep the... Uh, might just keep the... Keep the, uh, the 10th Milestones, going. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, this is me mate, Ubi. He's an absolute legend. Check him out on Instagram. Professional golfer one day, <laughs> honestly. And he's going to be famous after this. So, uh, yeah. this, is, this is the reason I'll be this famous. Is, this is the... Uh, <laughs> Golf, golf's got nothing to do with it, but we'll just say that anyway. I'm <laughs> <laughs> nah, just joking. Thanks for coming on, Oobs. Appreciate it, brother. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me.